What's up, guys? Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart, and today we'll be taping our review of the Batman. This will be a full spoilers conversation that we'll have. We'll break down all of our favorite moments, all the key moments in this film, the performances, some of the things we liked, some of the things we didn't like. We'll even talk a little bit about some of the box office performance we've seen. This is going to be an all-encompassing conversation, you know, and I want to, you know, be off the top and say right here, if you have not seen this movie and you're not trying to be spoiled, this might not be the podcast for you. Perhaps find your local theater, get some popcorn, get your butter, extra butter if you need that, or extra salt if that's what you like. Get your soda and, and enjoy this film and then come back to us when you've uh, watched the film to then hear our conversation. Of course, if you don't mind spoilers and you want to hear what we got to say, maybe this will either convic- excuse me, convince you or maybe de- you know, kind of uh, deter you from seeing the movie. Then, then that's fine. Then, then you know, enjoy a good time. And of course, the people that want to see it, uh, enjoy the ride. It should be a really fun conversation. You know, this is a movie we talked about for a very long time. When you consider all of the delays due to the pandemic, it feels like we've been discussing this film for like two or three years now. But finally, debuted in theaters, and we will have a very fun conversation about what we thought about this film. So let's get right to it, man. Joining me is my co-host. Starting with Shamari Stewart, Sham. We're finally here, man. We're finally here. It's the Batman week. Finally, finally, I've seen the movie. We've been to feel it. Like you said, we feel like we've been talking about it uh, forever, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, as is often the case with, with these uh, DC movies, these Marvel movies. Um, but especially when it comes to these big ones like Batman, Superman, you know, Wonder Woman. Um yeah, so we got the Batman, and, uh, you know, we'll get into it, but boy, was I pleased. Okay. Uh, which isn't shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. You know, I've been, I've been talking about how I thought I would feel about the movie. Um, and it was about what I, what I would have thought that I would see. So, um, so yeah, I was very pleasantly, uh, pleasantly uh, not surprised, I guess, in, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, you were you were very satisfied with with with, with the product that you got from this yeah. film. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, man, uh, is same here, man. Same here. Though I'll, I'll tell you guys about my journey to really enjoying this film in a second. But before we get to that, joining us also is our other co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, man, what's up? We're here. The Batman review. Let's get it. We are finally here, man. You talk about a long journey. I mean, I remember. When the Batman was a Ben Affleck directed, yes. starring movie, Thanks. and when that whole deal fell apart, uh, he didn't really. First, it was you know he wasn't gonna direct it, but he's still gonna be in it. And then they just then just never got off the ground. But they still went to make a Batman movie, and then it became Matt Reeves, and then he found Pattinson. And that's that's a that's a, a a timeline that's been going on for. What five? At least five years. Yeah, um, it's just the Justice League came out in twenty seventeen. So yeah, since then basically, right? Yeah, and I I feel like maybe before Justice League it may have been, Might have now, been yeah. um that 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 Ben Affleck was supposed to be doing his own movie, but yeah, I mean at least since twenty seventeen. So it's been a long journey uh for to get this Batman movie, and, and you know if 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 we would have known back then that this would be the product, I think we would have said we'll take it. Uh, I don't know, you know, we would have liked it maybe a little sooner than we got it, but, um, you know, I think I think we, we all would have been pleased at this outcome. Uh, I will admit I was probably the most 
apathetic to this just idea of another Batman movie. Was not super excited. I talked about it, saying, "Look, I'm more excited for Doctor Strange." And yeah, you know, and when's Doctor Thor? Strange, when's Thor coming? Thor. Out? <laughs> you know, I was like, "Can you think about Thor now?" And no, I'm not. Thor's the movie. I'm not thinking about Thor. <laughs> I'm thinking about when are we getting G- G- the GCPD show. When are we getting <laughs> Penguin? Which we'll get into that. I was talking yeah. to Kendall about that. So yeah, we'll get into all that future of this. But yeah, I mean, uh, shout out to Matt Reeves, man. I mean, he was already you know a winner. In in, yeah, in, in my book for the apes yes, movies, but you know he looks like a guy. This is like you know, this is a guy who's like won a championship in like his third year, and you're like, man, he's like Patrick yeah. Mahomes right now, where you're like, man, <laughs> he's early yeah. in the superhero movie game, but we're talking about a guy who could go down as a Hall of Famer. There's a lot of Matt Reeves stands out there. I forgot he did a Cloverfield, yes, also, which that was yeah. like that was like big deal. Now EJ remembers that was a big deal back in the day. Oh, I was a huge deal. When that movie yeah, came out, so and I, I, I am I am pro Cloverfield too. I thought you know, I know that's like a controversial movie to some people. I like Cloverfield, right? You know, so 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 yeah. So his his uh his fandom and his his standom, so to speak, you know, it, it goes back a little <laughs> bit. But man, I, he he certainly gained a lot of fans with this film. So let, let's get to it. So the Batman, directed by Matt Reeves, starring Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, Andy Serkis, and Jeffrey Wright. Debuted in theaters this past weekend to an opening weekend box office of $134 million in the U.S., $248 million worldwide. It is being seen as a win for Warner Media, as it is the company's biggest opening weekend since the pandemic began, and is the only it is only the second movie to cross the $100 million threshold in its first weekend in North America, uh, joining just Spider-Man No Way Home, which of course had that massive $249 million opening. Only BVS and Suicide Squad have had bigger first weekend openings for DC. So we've seen a successful start at the box office. Uh, let's get into the critical analysis of this film. And for me, this is a Batman movie with a lot of moving parts that I think requires a second viewing to appreciate its full greatness. If you ask me, I actually watched this film for a second time right before recording this podcast. I literally came out of the theater about two and a half hours ago. I've seen the Batman now twice. Um, but when the whole picture comes together and you really kind of see everything that's going on, I think it creates quite the classic superhero film. The performances are all stellar, starting with Pattinson's Batman, who I think is the best actor to don the cape and Kyle, at least since Michael Keaton. And in my opinion, I think he's approaching goat category, goat territory with this first appearance as the Cape Crusader. His understanding of this character being in year two of the journey as a vigilante and the details he put in his performance cannot be understated. Paul Dano is truly terrifying and demented as the Riddler. That take on the Riddler was very controversial heading into this film. I ended up really enjoying this portrayal of the Riddler. Definitely different than what we've seen. But when you think about how Reeves wanted to make this world feel more grounded, feel more real. Making uh, the Riddler kind of this Zodiac killer kind of figure. And him being influenced by the internet. I think that that was a really nice touch on the Riddler character. Jeffrey Wright plays Patton, plays off Pattinson so well as uh, as Lieutenant Gordon. And Zoe Kravitz absolutely killed the Selena Kyle role. I think she was absolutely born to play that role. I'll have plenty to say about um, Kravitz later on in this podcast. And one of the things I loved about this plot was how, even though it's not necessarily an origin movie, I think tying the conflict 
overall in this film to Bruce's parents and Bruce's parents being killed. And there's still kind of being some mystery behind that. And making that be part of this chase to find the Riddler, I thought was brilliant. I thought it made the chase to find Riddler more personal for Bruce. And I thought it was a great way to kind of bring together their first story of telling this urban legend of the Batman to the wide masses that are, you know, us superhero fans that love this stuff so much. So I have plenty to say about this film over the next hour where it stands amongst Batman films and superhero films we will certainly discuss. But I really, really enjoyed this movie. I think it is fantastic. And Sham, I'll let you go first. Your initial thoughts on The Batman. Oh, boy. This, I mean, there's so much. Um, I mean, as and of course, you both know, and I'm sure all of our listeners know as well. There's so many different ways to approach this movie and so many different things I liked about this movie. I liked it even leaving the theater. I like it even more thinking about it afterwards. And I feel like I'm going to like it even more upon, um, you know, subsequent viewings, the more that I see it when it comes out on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe when I say, I don't know if I, maybe I'll see it again. I don't know. I it's might worth see it. it again. I'm telling you, it's worth it. I might see it again. I'm going to be very honest. So, um, and it seems like a movie that I would just like more and more. So, um, you know, just my initial thoughts are, wow, what a movie. And I kind of jump. I'm going to be honest. I jumped to the rankings. I, this is one of those movies where I leave the theater. I'm like, in terms of superhero movies, what was better? And which is a great sign, by the way, for Matt Reed. But I leave it. I'm like, what was better? so you start with just the batman i'm I'm, and i'm not gonna go crazy over you know oh best thing ever but when you start with the batman movie this is the best batman movie which is already a very high bar right um to me it's the dark knight in this that's for me personally Mm -hmm. it's the dark knight in this i have to think about it and i have to see the movie again but it's the dark knight in this um what about uh the batman versus dracula (laughs) (laughs) very good movie by the way even though even though you're making it wow i did not think we were gonna go there but uh, I, I do recommend that movie. So he said the Batman versus. So he said the Batman, ver- so Batman versus. I was like, where is he going with this? Yeah, I didn't know where you going. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like a corny movie, but it's a very good movie. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it is good. Yes, animated um, movie, by the way, for those who do, do not know. Yeah. Um. But. But then I'm like, you know, even for like superhero movies, where is this? Is this to- is this top five? Is this top five? It might be because, like you're saying, like like if it's only because I tend to agree, it's probably only behind Dark Knight. You can make conversations about other movies, but and Dark Knight's a movie that's looked at, you know, from a consensus standpoint as a top argue, five movie. Top five, so arguably, that's the best only, ever. Yeah, arguably, best ever. Some people have it in the top two or three. So if you're saying that that's the only thing is behind, and maybe the, even that's a conversation for a lot of people, yeah, then you can have that conversation. That, is it top five? You yeah. know, you have to really think about it. Yeah. So, um. So yeah, this is an amazing superhero movie. It's an amazing um, uh, kind of it's it's the, definitely the most Batman movie that, yeah. of the Batman movies. That's what I wanted to ask you. So you you say you think it might be a top five superhero yeah. movie of all time. We talk about it being the second best Batman movie of all time. Like, what does this movie do in your opinion that is better than anything else? You know, or like is it that makes it what makes this movie so special? I mean, I mean, you talked about the, the being we're going, feeling into, like we're going into the list. I can go down the list. It's, it's a list, man. And is that what makes the this list. movie special that it hits on so many things in such a positive way? I can go down the list. The action is stellar, fantastic. 
I don't know who Reeves got, Warner Brothers got. They hit it the nail on the head. All the action is fantastic. Uh, the the just the cinematography. I gotta look the the the, the cinematographer of the yeah. Every shot, everything is just. It looks so like people say bleak, but it's it's like a, a bleak realism. Yeah, that is like you don't see that in really any of these super. They all yeah. look they all look so bright. Everything's so bright. Everything's so mm-hmm. colorful. It's like no, this is Gotham is not bright or colorful. Or if it's bright, it's bright in a very kind of neon noir uh, kind of creepy way. Yes. Yeah. So, so they they the, the picture of everything looked fantastic. Uh, the 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 story, the corruption that's present in Gotham. This is the most corrupt, most blatantly corrupt uh, Gotham, which is a good thing, by the yeah. way most blatantly and horribly corrupt and depressing Gotham that, that we've seen in quite a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the, the list just goes on. So it, this, it just hit the nail on the head on just about everything. And, um, you know, uh, I don't know where I'm, I have to see the movie again. I don't know where I can put right. it in terms of my ranking, of, you know, where it lands, but I was very pleased with it. You know, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, perfect, but um, you know, it's hard to get a per- any kind of perfect movie. But it was, but it was fantastic. It was a fantastic. I was, I, I was grinning ear to ear when I was leaving. All right, Shamari with the glowing endorsement for the Batman. Kendall, your initial thoughts on the film? Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to agree with a lot of what you guys said. I mean, I also, I also think it was an incredible movie. Um, I think I agree that if we're comparing it to the Nolan films, um. This one is feels more straight out of a Batman comic, absolutely. While not so. feeling campy, mm-hmm. like because I mean, obviously, like the you know the 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 Keaton and the, the Schumacher <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah, those those are straight out of the comic book, right? right. Yeah. And, and, I, and to be honest, I'd argue, and I'd argue, BVS uses a lot of comic book imagery. That's right, right. That yeah. that, that also went for that feel as well. It yeah, did. exactly. Yeah. Um, and so this this one did it and it worked uh to the to the to to uh, just an incredible degree um one thing that 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 separates this movie from a lot of the superhero movies is that um well i wouldn't call i wouldn't call the the selena kyle catwoman character a villain you know you bring it in three we always talked about with this movie you have three batman villains that featured in this movie that's gonna work and while it's not like the three it's not the three villains like we had three villains in spider-man 3 but it was juggled and handled so well i never felt like any one of them was shafted i never felt like i you know oh man like you know this who is the villain uh you know what what even is the issue going on it 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 blended perfectly it all made sense their inclusions um it set up a universe that i want to see more of and it, it it feels like Reeves has such a good handle on these characters. I mean, that was a concern for me was, look, we're talking about Gotham. We've seen so many iterations of so many different Batman characters that why am I going to be like going crazy to see another version of Penguin when I just saw Gotham and I like that Penguin and another version of Riddler. We got Gotham and I like that version of, uh, of Riddler and I like Jim Carrey and uh, you know, we've had quite a few versions of Catwoman, but 
he hit the nail on the head with everything with everybody. I mean, Andy Serkis is Alfred. Alfred's the hardest. Alfred's the hardest one to mess up. You feel like every version of Alfred's pretty good, mm-hmm. but Andy Serkis was another very good Alfred. I was yeah, worried that they was. killed him off. I was like, are they really gonna kill yeah, off I Alfred? Hoping, I was hoping they didn't kill him off in too, the but... first movie. But yeah, I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> and, uh, and so some random Riddler bomb. Yeah, I was killed yeah. Alfred. I, it was like it was one. It was like the Chewy thing with <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, you get, there's you get no way. Feeling, right? Yeah, you're like, there's it no was way. Like, nah, they didn't just kill Alfred like that, and they didn't. So yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's just so, and then and again, I mentioned all these other characters, but I think uh, Robert Pattinson was excellent um, as Bruce Wayne. Thought he was excellent as Batman. Um, he was different. He was sort of weird, but like it made sense. I mean, Batman's sort of a weird guy. You know, you gotta be a weird guy. We're dressing in a costume right. like that. Like that's <laughs> sort of the gimmick. Um, but I, I think it worked. Uh, and again, just the psychology of so many different aspects of Batman's character of Gotham. Um, I mean, again, starting you off with showing that like Batman can't, like he can't do everything you know, in one night, but even his presence helps the city out. You know, his presence stops crying, you know, just the oh, idea boy, of him. Boy, how cool is that? That was a, such an incredible way of, of, of highlighting. I got I to rank the superhero, the openings, the superhero, openings. To superhero oh. movies. Batman yeah. movie, definitely. I think this, I think that's goaded in that regard for me personally. Yeah. Can I tell y'all, super- I tell y'all a quick, a quick sad story about yeah. the opening for me? So, I went to see this movie twice, obviously. The first time I saw it, I went to a theater. I think we, we ended up getting into the theater. Maybe if it was a 9.30 start, let's say we got in at, like, 9.35. Um, they had played the movie, like, right at 9.30. Like, I don't know what they did for previews. I don't know if they started it, uh, started previews before 9.30. Clearly, they must have. But, like, I got into the theater and, like, literally, like, Batman is like about to pull up on like the goons that were on the subway. And I'm like, oh Bad. my god! I'm like, how did oh, wow. like, we just got here? How did we miss anything? Like, <laughs> wow. I was so so like I was totally. And I'll be honest, like you know, and I let Kendall Fearhead finish his thing real quick. But yeah, like I, after I left the film, overall, like I was like, you know, I said I thought it was really good. I didn't know how great it was, but like to lose that whole opening, like I didn't see the mayor get killed. Like I didn't see like. Bruce's whole monologue to start, like that—that yeah, that, yeah. that, I don't care if it's a three-hour movie. Missing those five minutes is massive. It is a yep. massive deal. It sets the entire tone for the entire movie. And if you miss it, I think it's is crucial. And seeing and it today, it the time. yeah. And I'm like, first of all, I'm like, this is one of the best openings I've ever seen for a superhero movie. Yeah. And now I was furious that I actually missed a large part of it when I walked in. I can't believe that theater. I think they had to start it before nine thirty because it was way too far advanced. For me to have, like, I'm like, yo, we should have, like, if anything, maybe the, the credit should have just started. Like, how did, how are they, like, in scene already? And then I thought, well, damn, maybe this thing, like, really pops off really fast. But then, <laughs> but then I realized, nah, they just played this joint, like, I think a little early, which was, was whack. But anyway, that, I just had to share that quick story. Just to highlight just how important that, that open was. Yeah, no, I mean, and it's funny because I actually, I didn't love the 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 scene with in the train, you know, in the subway, so that would have been kind of jarring to me if I if like it started out like that, I would have been like, ah, all right, you know, interesting. You didn't um, like you don't like the subway scene? It's funny. I I actually now love that scene because of how the open. Oh, I love that. Scene. Yeah, I, it, it it was all right. You know, I I mean, I thought it was. I, I mean, I think I think the action was. I I just, I thought the focus on the kid was kind of weird. And I'm A little weird. Yeah, 
You know what I think? My my I have a theory that, that that a lot of that kid's scenes got cut. Like there's a four hour cut of this movie. I, yo, I think there's a lot of stuff in this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's some, there's some, there are some cuts in this movie. Where I'm like, that's kind of weird to go from there to there. Like yeah uh, yeah. yeah. I mean they they it was. This, this I already is, want the ultimate cut. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah, give me give me that four hour cut. I will watch it. I want the Reeves cut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, you know, cut. people have the theories. Oh, is he going to be Robin? That's the same kid that plays Tim Drake and Titan. So yeah, it's like yeah. I just can't imagine <laughs> they have the same kid play Robin. Maybe a two two different versions of Robin potentially in, in yeah, two no. different things. That'd be kind of weird. Um, so it it comes off kind of strange after the fact where I'm like, I, what, what's the deal with it? Yeah. But you know, it's that, but then you also had the uh, the scene later on where he's uh, he's at he's at the funeral and he sees Falcone and he thinks that Selena Kyle's there. Like that, in hindsight, it was a little strange. But apparently, they you know there are set photos where it actually is Selena Kyle there. Mm-hmm. So it's like they decided to change something, and mm-hmm. so that's why maybe it plays a little weirder in the in the movie than yeah. maybe they had initially intended. But um, but yeah, no, I mean. I, yeah, again, I thought this movie was excellent. We'll we'll dive into some of this stuff a little deeper. But I, the other thing that that I thought about when I, you know, when I talked about the timeline of this movie was, you know, remember when you know Paul? Remember Paul Dano wasn't the first Riddler. It was Jonah Hill, and it, at the mm. time it was kind of mm. weird. Yeah, it was like we at first we were like, is he Riddler or is he Penguin? Uh, and it became clear that he was probably Riddler. But I kind I think Jonah Hill would have been great. I think uh, he would have killed it too. Well, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, he, I think he, he made a massive mistake. Yeah, I think he made <laughs> passing, a mistake. <laughs> passing on this role. Yeah, I think he did too. I think he, I think he did as well. Yeah, I mean, I think to start when we talk about Pattinson's performance as Batman, mm-hmm. to me again, I just feel like he, he just, I think, really elevated this movie. I think if there's one thing we hear a lot about, I don't want. Look, I think naturally this conversation is going to be comparing other films just because there's really no other superhero franchise that has, in terms of a singular character, that has so many other movies to compare it to. Yeah. You know, like not even Spider-Man, not even... So many other versions of that one hero. Yeah, I mean, we have movies that date back to the 60s. Like, there's no other... There's no other... Superhero like that, yeah. yeah. And TV shows. There's no, there's no other person yeah, that's, that's like this. Yeah, over 10, 10 to fifteen. Yeah. So, I, so you know, I know there's some people who will say, "Oh, why you gotta keep talking about other things?" But like, I think stick is natural with this character. I I agree with that for the most part. I don't think you should do that for other franchises. But this character, I think, is is, is important. But I, I think with Pattinson's performance for me, I just think it's it was impressive how, you know, when you say I'm taking a year to Batman, I think that's a very like specific interesting kind of time that's there's a there's some there are things i'm going to expect from that batman that are very different and not necessarily the easiest i think to portray in your performance you know what i'm saying because it's not year one where you're you don't know who anybody is you're kind of new and you're really screwing up like you don't know what the hell you're doing um but at the same time you're not like you know year seven or eight where you've kind of you, you have a rose gallery of villains. You've seen super villains now. Like, they, like he hasn't seen a killer croc. He has, like there's things like you, know, you think about stuff Batman actually ends up seeing in his life. A, a clay face. You know what I'm saying? Like there yeah, are yeah. certain like supernatural things that he hasn't even experienced. So there, there, there is some aspect to a, a, a naivete um, that I think you do have to present. That also doesn't come across as amateur. And I think he did a great job of 
of playing both sides of the fence. Like when I first watched this film, I've kind of watched the film and like my thought process was like think of a Batman as like a uh, think of him as like an NBA player and being like, man, I feel like this Batman, this is this this, this is Batman going through the sophomore slump. He's hit, he's hit the wall. Because yeah. I'm, I'm watching some of this stuff go on, and while you see the talent, you're also seeing how he's still a step slow and how he still lacks some uh, some kind of, like, finesse in certain situations and how he's still learning. I think one of the best illustrations of Bruce learning something in this film was the dichotomy of him showing up to the Iceberg Lounge as Batman, being like, yo, you know who I am, right? And having to fight his way through to eventually get to Penguin, who doesn't really tell him anything, though he does gain stuff because he sees Selina and he picks up on things with that. But he doesn't gain really anything out of Penguin. He doesn't really gain much of note going with that approach. And the whole film, because some of the controversy or some of the criticism I've seen is that, oh, this Bruce Wayne is so weird and not Bruce-like. But so, so much of the film is the fact that he's rejected Bruce Wayne as any part of his being at this point. And I thought it was so fitting for him to then go back up to that club as Bruce Wayne and how it got him a, a front row seat and a conversation with uh, with Falcone, a guy who nobody can talk to, who's been invisible to most people. Like him, he, like in that scene, he learned, like he's obviously very devastated. He's heard this news that is, is, is scared him. Now he's going for answers. But even in that scene, it illustrated Bruce, he learned something here. He now sees here, Wow, being Bruce Wayne actually is very helpful as Batman. He didn't see it the whole movie. I was trying to tell him, you need to keep up appearances. It will actually help your overall life. And I, I thought that that was such a great way to see that and to see that kind of play out, how him being Batman, it punches his way through this thing. Like, again, that's something that a year two Batman may think because he's had some success in year one punching through people yeah I but mean, him he, not seeing that and then seeing how he got a lot he got some of the biggest answers of his life by simply just being bruce wayne i thought it was very fitting and i thought it was kind of just like a one example of just seeing his growth throughout this film and and, and the stuff he learned there's, the there's so many examples of this movie sort of foreshadowing things or you know juxtaposing to you know similar situations or or lines in the movie that kind of then come back to and foreshadowed and or come back to sort of haunt you later in the movie. You know, you talk about, you talked about Alfred saying, you know, you gotta be, you gotta keep up with appearances. You gotta kind of be more involved as Bruce Wayne, you know, well, all that stuff. I mean, that's essentially, you know, him, him being away from the, you know, his, his, his role as Bruce Wayne is why the Riddler was able to, wreak havoc and yeah. why all this all this corruption and stuff was able to go on because he wasn't around because he wasn't keeping shot of his of his company and yeah, all he wasn't that. he wasn't in these circles that he normally would be very very uh, you know connected to involved yeah and so you know that and i mean i think about <laughs> i mean i love first of all reeves foreshadowing that first scene where you know he's in the it was also it's an awesome scene because you don't really know the relationship that that Gordon and, and Batman have to this point and the first scene is him in a crime scene with Gordon you're like oh I guess they <laughs> guess they're pretty tight um and, and the guy walks in you know Petey and like, get this guy out of here what, what are you doing Gordon and you know find to find out that guy is a dirty cop you know like, yeah. of course that guy would would be yeah. uncomfortable with Batman being <laughs> being around yeah. Uh, and sniffing around his stuff, 
Um, and then, the, or and then also to foreshadow, you know, uh, the other guy who calls, calling him a freak, you know. And then when he sees Bruce Wayne, he's like, "Hey, Bruce, that's Bruce Wayne," <laughs> yeah. you know, like these different <laughs> these little these little details that Reeves put in there were awesome. But yeah, man, I thought I thought Patterson, uh, Robert Pattinson was excellent. You know, I think he showed, um, you know, again a depth. You know, it was it was a different character, but I I actually think we're going to see an evolution as we continue to see his character. Like, I don't think he's going to be the exact same way um, as Bruce Wayne. Um, he may be the exact same way as Batman and, and behind closed doors, but I think he may have a different public appearance as as things uh, move forward in a different approach. I mean, I, the thing that I love the most about this Batman, outside of the fact that he was he was vastly different. They keep they were going for the Kurt Cobain kind of thing, and they played a lot of Nirvana throughout the movie, so it made sense. But with the thing that I loved about this Batman that was I thought was also unique was a well, one the gadgets I thought were cool. I mean, they were practical. They weren't like so over the top where you're like, what? What? what is that? No one yeah. will ever have that sort of technology. Like, where's the Lucius Fox? That yeah, built yeah, yeah. Who built this? You know, but I thought that, I mean, the, my favorite gadget was the contacts. You know, I think everybody's oh. loving the contacts, but yeah, that's just that was... so Batman. It's so practical, so realistic, but yet, like, so kind sneakily of smart. It's kind of experimental tech you could see some, some young yeah. billionaire having. Yeah, having now. Or, having in his basement. You know, and, and yeah, yeah, exactly. So the idea that he, he uses that and is able to then go through detail by detail. Yeah, he's watching the game film. Yeah, he's watching yeah. the film. You know, watching the game film, man. man he's studying, oh, yeah, he's studying the tape. Yeah, he's studying the tape. I mean, that is. I thought even the the, the dialogue they wrote for him there, where he's like, I, "I, you know, these nights they blend together. I have to, you know, I have to watch this to remember." But when he says that, it's not him like, "Oh, I want to see you know a guy being killed." It's him punching people, and I think that yeah. is like kind of like a double entendre to be like, he has to remember like this is how savage you are when you're out there, and like be mindful of that and don't kill anybody. Like, I, I really yeah. thought that that was, like, there's a lot of, again, under-layered things there. But with him saying, I'd say that I do this and I have to watch this because I have to remember what's going on. And then you, when you see the shot that he's watching, it's him pummeling people. And it's like, yeah, that's him, I think, remembering, yeah, you're a bad MFer, but also be mindful of, like, not, again, killing anybody out there. When you go to the tech, it was funny to me because I was sitting there and, and I, when, he, when, I, when I watched the movie, and I hear Alfred being like, you're not really involved with... Wayne Tech, you don't seem to know what's going on. Part of me was kind of like, well, then how, how is he like, how does he have any of the stuff he's having if he's not really engaged? But I, as Kendall pointed out, I feel like the kind of gadgets he had again weren't so over the top where you feel like, yeah, you would have to have like a Lucius Fox, you know, really like giving you stuff and like you like really working behind the scenes to kind of develop these. Yeah, like, without people starting asking questions. Yeah, <laughs> like you know. Like, you know, people come, you keep talking about his, like, you know, his, like, whatever those gauntlets are that we didn't really see get used very much. Like, saying, like, what, what the hell is that? Like, why is he wearing that? But it's like, I, he's not, again, this is not high-tech, you know, year eight Batman, where, again, he's now got a Lucius Fox. He's now very involved with Wayne Tech, and he's got all this stuff. He's probably getting the bare minimum that he can get. I'm sure those contacts were definitely a big ask or however he got it. But that's something that you I feel like you could do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, getting a tank is a lot different. You know what I'm saying? saying that's that's, that's going to take you being more involved with the company to get something like that. So that's why I think his car is practical. Like everything about how they kind of piece this together was thoughtful. I thought even him, you know, when he, when he when he that scene where he runs through the police precinct 
he goes to the top of the roof. And, like, first of all, I love that scene because, one, you could tell that is the first time he's doing this because he's terrified. Because he gets to the top, he's like, oh, my God. And, he, and then he's like, I really have to do this. And he, and like, I, I'm watching this, I'm like, this is definitely some experimental Wayne tech that, like, he, he's just trying now for the first time. And this is the only time he's going to – this, like, this is, this is it. Like, he can't practice this. And you see how, you know, badly it goes. Like, he gets away, but, you know, he almost kills himself under the, the train tracks. Like, like that to me also was great. It was like, that didn't, like, that looked like a regular wingsuit you see any, you know, adventurer in, like, New Zealand flying with. Like, yeah, you, know, you see it was that black. You know, it was, it was dope, but it, was, it wasn't, again, it wasn't something that you see out of the Justice League Watchtower, you know? Like, again, very <laughs> practical, very smart. Just again, there are a lot of smart things about this film, but 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 yeah, I thought Kendall made a good point about uh, about the techie uses. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, there's so many. I mean, honestly, there's so many things to like about this Batman um, and about this Bruce Wayne. I like that reason. Is it, he's so different from the other Bruce Waynes that we've seen? Um, and the the I mean the and the Batman. Um, I mean, I don't know. I got to point to I got to point to Kendall's point. I mean, the tech is it's not as it's not as high tech as say, uh, the the Batfleck or um the Bale Batman. Um, but I don't mind that at all. Um, and again, this is a year two Batman, so he's not gonna have all that, all that tech. That's just it's just not it's just not gonna be there yet. Um, and. I mean, not not to pivot. I'm not going to do a crazy pivot, but I mean, you guys brought up the Batmobile. I mean, can we talk about that Batmobile? Is that a, is that a uh, negative? We didn't get a second. Uh, no, uh, well, it's not negative for me. Well, that we didn't get enough of it. Oh, oh, oh I think you said is it a negative? Uh, we have the conversation. No, I'm like, I, I what, not, that, what negative conversation are we having about the Batmobile? Yeah, because that yeah, was the best Batman yeah, chase, Batmobile I, I was, chase I was scene I've ever the seen. The, the, the Batmobile, the Bat was kind of. Yeah. Pissed me off. <laughs> it was it was just a motorcycle. It wasn't a normal. It wasn't an actual. <laughs> that was a bad cycle. Uh, yeah, that wasn't so, a bad cycle. So I that was so something I would, you you, you pull up to the just, you pull up to the uh, Harley Davidson dealership and that's that's what they got. Them, you know, yeah, was, yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a negative in that we didn't get enough. But boy, that that, that one scene that we got it. Yo, I had chills. <laughs> it worked. Yo, I had chills. That thing started roaring. I was like, Oh yo, my god, oh my that god. you want to talk about perfect shot. I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, yo, forget all those other. This is the best Batmobile. This is the best Batmobile. I want to see more of this. Uh, you know, I was like, oh man, that chase scene with the penguin. Yeah. And we saw it like a billion times in the trails. It didn't even matter. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. I was like, yo, this is. I like this. That that scene was so hard, Sham. It was almost like when you like when you know a song is dope. But it comes yep. on at the club or at a party, and it don't matter. It's still fire. I'm like, I'm like, I know I've seen these shots before. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm turning up. This joint, this joint is hard. That's what that chase scene was. Because it was a, and it part, and I'll be honest. If I'm having one critique, I think they should have held it from the trailer. I, I, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, and I did. I'll, I'll admit again, me. it didn't really matter much for me because it was like hearing in the club the fifth time I heard it. It didn't matter. It was still hard, but. I'm like, man, if that was the first time we saw the Batmobile in action, th- yeah, that would yeah. be, it's already iconic, but I don't, I mean, it would be beyond iconic. It'd be I can see why the studio, there there isn't a lot in this movie that's easy to sell. Um, so mm-hmm. I can see why they wanted that, why they felt we kind of have to include this. We're gonna I can see that too. I can see that. Yeah. But, 
one thing I wanted to ask you guys that I have a, I have a, a bit of a theory, not a not a I have, a, I have in movie theories, but this is an out of movie theory. Do we do we think that the Robert Pattinson? Because first of all, I'm watching this movie and he, he like look, there was a big there was a big you know there was a lot of controversy surrounding Pattinson's physique going you know while he's filming the movie mm-hmm. and him saying I'm not trying to really do all that you know working out stuff like I'm just me and whatnot and. Yeah, look, he's not he's not that he's not that built in this movie. You know, he's pretty pretty normal looking guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of wonder if all of that Pattinson, all just all the smoke, all about his, his you know his, his his whatever you want to call yeah, it, much attitude. Much to do about nothing. First of all, much to do about nothing. But I wonder if that was a if that was a work by Warner Brothers. And borderline, I, mean, I, mean, I don't know. I feel like anything could be a work. And maybe even a work by Pattinson, <laughs> because I feel like like Pattinson. I feel like you want that kind of press about him. That he, he's lazy. He doesn't care about. So his hear job. me out. I, I think <laughs> that the the way Pattinson was acting was very similar to the way Bruce Wayne was in this movie. And part of me wonders sure. if he was almost like getting into character because you watched the Pattinson interviews this week and over the last few weeks he's been very different. Yeah, the way he, I you are one hundred percent right about that. Yeah, he's very different the way he yeah. was a year or two ago. Yeah, I agree with that. So I'm wondering, I'm like, was he like sort of like. In character, know, a method, bit. Act, method acting, some a method bit. acting a little bit, being all grungy mm-hmm. and you know edgy, and now he's back to Twilight. Pack. I mean, he, I mean, he did that bizarre photo shoot. Yeah, that bizarre photo he's shoot. Wearing that weird, he's wearing. He looks like one of the uh, the track suits from from uh, from Hawkeye. <laughs> one of the pictures where you're like, this guy does he know what he's signed up for? Like, does he know what is going to happen if he come out here looking trash in this? Movie? Yeah, but I, I I'll tell you what, I don't think it's a crazy theory. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not a Shane fan. I don't think it's a crazy I mean, theory. I, I wouldn't. I, I don't think it's a work. I, I don't think. Right, I, right, I don't right. think Pattinson was like, let me, let me tell them. Right. That I don't care. <laughs> and they go see me, and I'm like, oh, see. It's like, no, no. I, I, I don't think. I don't think. It was a, I mean, I don't know. I just. I, I don't know, and, and 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 that's the kind of bad press that I just don't think you want. I'm gonna be honest. Hey, I, just, I just don't think. Who you invented want the saying bad, "bad press"? All press is good press. But one, but one, they haven't, they haven't had that. They don't have that kind of cap. They don't have that kind of um, equity. That kind of equity. Yeah, you're right about with, that. With the Batman specifically, so nah, you know. Though I'm sure they they knew they had a banger on their hands at some point. That's yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, I, you always wonder with these movies, how does the studio feel? I mean, yeah, this is a situation where they gave Reeves a trilogy, and it was justified that they gave him a trilogy. Yeah, they gave him all these extra <laughs> <Definitely>. projects. <laughs> all, like, all this bat Why stuff, are we giving you all these spinoffs? <laughs> and look, I mean, we had the... We, we had the... we had the. Look, I don't know whether or not Marvel moved Doctor Strange because they heard this movie was going to be great or not, mm-hmm. but it was the right idea. It was, it was a smart move. It was a smart move. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Oh, nobody yeah, yeah. talking about yeah, it. Doctor yeah, Strange yeah. would be a three weeks away from Doctor Strange, and no one would be talking about it because we still be talking about Batman. I'd be wondering if I could see Batman again the, or, same, the same weekend <laughs> that I see Doctor yeah, Strange. Is, the first is, should I book a double show? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, they 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 yeah they did they did the right thing to move off that date. They they did the right thing. I definitely will say that for sure. What do we feel about the conspiracy that kind of plays out? So essentially, the story breaks down to. The Riddler, having been a young child who was in an orphanage that essentially was burned down and he was forgotten about as a kid. And it was stemmed from this renewal program that was launched by, uh, you know, uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne. 
as Thomas was running for re-election. It was very interesting to hear about some of the sources that I heard about in terms of the source reporting that I posted on this on this movie and hearing. I remember I told you guys about how there was some like Thomas Wayne mayoral campaign that was going on as I didn't know what that meant or what how to be using that. To see that now play out and see how they use that, I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting to, to get like a piece of the puzzle but not know kind of how it's going to be portrayed. Because <laughs> you see the trails, I'm just like, I don't know how this is. Maybe I got bad information, but no, I, my information was very solid. So that's, that was very good to know. But to me, it, 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 you know, it kind of, it, it, the, the story sends around, you know, this renewal campaign that kind of essentially went away with the death of Thomas and Martha Wayne. Now all of the Gotham bigwigs kind of all got their hands on it and used it as a way to uh, flaunt their, their power and their influence, starting with, at the top of it, Carmine Falcone. Um, and Riddler, his essentially his goal throughout this movie is to, uh, you know, you know, unveil the mask and, 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 you know, and unveil the lies that he feels has been told by, by Gotham that this renewal program, the people that are in charge are, are there for them. But in fact that they are all corrupt and they've all, uh, they've all kind of sold the city high and dry. It's a, it's an interesting take on the Riddler. Cause I feel like, I don't know if I've really, again, I'm not going to pretend like I've read every Batman book as we always kind of try to say that anytime we watch a superhero movie, but I don't, I don't, I can't remember a Riddler who like was this righteous in a cause where there yeah, was, right. yeah, there, where there was obviously some, like, there was some corruption going on that he was right about. Like, I mean, not so, he was right about all of it. Like, like there was, there was, like, like usually it seems like the Riddler is always like some kind of scorned person who then is, you know, kind of lashing out through this kind of sick game that he's playing. But here, like, he, he's kind of, again, like Kendall said, a good point, like a Robin Hood. He's trying to kind of, somewhat kind of be a man for the people but obviously he's a lunatic and and by the end you know he has no cause i mean he's trying to just flood the city he's like all right this is all done and but but what did what did you make of guess kind of just his story and just kind of how it it ended up tying together this massive conspiracy that included of course the mayor the police chief or the police commissioner and and then uh the da as well and and various others kyle martin falcone he tried to get bruce wayne involved in it i what'd you make of that I have a I have a, I have a big theory on the Riddler. Um, yeah, Kendall's Kendall's. Uh, they got, I we already got, I already got a sneak peek to Kendall's. Yeah, Kendall's big theory. and then I have a second part of the. I have a second part of the theory that I don't know if Shamari's heard yet. Oh boy, but, second part two. I thought part one was big enough. Kendall. Yeah, so yeah, calm down. So I'm watching this movie, and, and EJ, you've seen it twice, so you'll you probably would have picked up on it, you know, at least one, <laughs> at least one time. But I'm watching this guy Riddler, and I'm like, yeah, this is a very different version of the Riddler than we've seen. And when the scene comes up where he's he's breaking down, you know, the story of, of Thomas and Martha Wayne and the Arkham's and the Waynes and all that. Yeah. I'm thinking and when he when he throws out Edward Elliott who was a reporter, I'm like, oh, so Riddler's hush or no. First, my, my first thought was, oh, so we're going to get a hush at some point. Right. And then I was like, wait, maybe Riddler is hush. It may be. He was the the reporter's son, and maybe he was orphaned because the reporter died. And mm. I'm just at that point. I'm watching the movie. I'm just I'm waiting for the drop. I'm like, when are they gonna say, "I was you killed my dad," and this and that? And it, it never happened. I was shocked. And my second theory, Shamar heard that part, is I think I wonder if it got cut. Mm. That's how much it felt like they were foreshadowing. 
that's and going down that path. Because why do you give the, the reporter the name Elliot and step all that about Riddler being an orphan for it to be random? It's just random that he was an orphan. Had nothing to do with the story. Just just the idea that both him and him and Bruce Wayne happen to be orphans. And you know, look again. I mean, Elliot's a decently common last name. Doesn't that mean it has to be connected to Hush? But they even show the Hush thing in the in the in that scene. They even say Hush. So I'm like, oh, they definitely they definitely know what they're doing teasing that. Um, doesn't mean we won't ever see a Hush. But I just assume that oh, that's that they're doing both of them. We, particularly when we just got a version of Hush that was Riddler. So yes, an animated. I was like, animated. you know, so I was just like, oh, one hundred percent. And I and I wasn't. I didn't even have a problem with it. I was like, oh, this could be interesting. You know, it was a good movie. But when it never happened, it, it felt curious to me. So I, I, have a, I have a theory that I think they cut that out of the movie. But overall, I thought the Riddler was really good. Um, again, I you know, Dano did an excellent job. You know, my question coming out of the movie was, was, and there's just so much in this movie. Again, you talk about it, you have to see it twice. Um, our mom pointed it out to me, but my question coming out of the movie was, how did the Riddler know any of this stuff? But they talk about he was a forensic accountant. You know, he, he saw where the money yeah. was moving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> it, it makes sense. But it, I guess they, the only issue is they, they just barely dropped that in there. Yeah, it was a little bit of a throwaway. I think they should have probably focused. Yeah. So for me coming out of it, you know, I asked the question to our to our brother Henry, and just, just thinking about it, I'm like, where did where did he find any of this information out? Right, it was on Google. Like he, <laughs> he he was just in the streets. Like how do you know any of this stuff? So yeah, that, but yeah, I thought he was excellent. It's funny because uh, Matt Reeves apparently has said that he is interested potentially in doing Hush in the Batman sequels. He said that's a character I love, and maybe we'll get the opportunity to do it. So that's all. That's the other thing I wondered was maybe he decided. It may be best to separate the characters. Yeah, if you or, want or, may, or maybe there's there are tea leaves that are left here that he can you know fully explore. But yeah, that he was just he was just dropping the tea leaves. If the hush that we get isn't isn't dual dual wielding pistols like the, which uh, is what was that Gotham? Was that the Gotham hush? Yeah, it was Gotham. No, Gotham no, 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 that was a that was a oh, that was Batwoman. Batwoman. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was yeah, Batwoman. Batwoman. The Batwoman hush. Yeah. If he's in Gotham hush, like a kid. <laughs> 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 Well, we got so many. I'm kind of, I'm all, I'm gonna be very honest. I'm all hushed out. Yeah, I don't, he's I don't a new Rachel Al Ghul. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree with Sham. Yeah, I'm kind of hushed out. I, I don't, I don't, I don't need hush anymore. Uh, like, uh, we yelled, we yelled about it for all this time, and then we got him, and it was kind of underwhelming both times. Yeah, yeah. It's never, no, there hasn't been it's a good. Kind of like, uh, we can move haven't on. Haven't gotten a good one. <laughs> I, I don't want to see hush. I don't want another hush. I'm, I'm gonna be very inclined to not like this hush, especially since the Riddler we got was very hushy. Was very hushy. He was very hushy. <laughs> so I'm like, why do I need hush now? <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't, need, I don't really need much. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm kind of all his stuff. Yeah. So I mean, to Kendall's point, I mean, you know, Edward Elliot was the was the reporter. You know, the, the Riddler goes by Edward Nashton. Yeah, yo, that was the thing. I was like, oh, he's Edward uh, <laughs> Elliot Junior. Right. I'm I mean, like, could yo, he, could, this he, could he be? Could he have? Or, or could he have just taken you know his dad's name and said, I'm gonna take that name and take a last name like even if he's not you know like he, like you know he yeah, could be someone else different but he couldn't you know let's say if he's not an elliot anymore and he's he's a new person but he takes a different alias he could say all right i'll take my dad's name but i'll, I'll do a different last name right you know, that's that's and i think that's an interesting theory that kennel has about maybe stuff being cut out that points more towards hush being more in this movie 
Um, I, I, I kind of would be curious to see if there is a tie-in there. We know there's going to be a lot of content with this franchise. This is just really only the beginning. We're scratching the surface. So so um, so there's a there's a lot to be said there. I think that's an interesting point. Um, I want to bring up Selena Kyle because, you know, again, like I said, we all talk about previous in uh, previous you know portrayals and comparing them and you know you guys know and people who know me know much i i love Anne hathaway you know what i'm saying um just as an actress as a person that's been as a teenager i love Anne hathaway that much but man zoe kravitz put Anne hathaway's body bag in a body bag with this performance this, this, i mean and i thought Anne hathaway was good in the dark knight rises and i thought michelle pfeiffer is iconic as catwoman and eartha kitt is also great iconic as Catwoman but I, I think to me Zoe Kravitz to me is like born to be <laughs> Selena Kyle everything from the way she walks her mannerisms the the, the 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 kind of chemistry she has with Pattinson I think one of the things I think I really liked about this portrayal and this this relationship with Bruce is again one it's brand new so I think sometimes when we see kind of Selena and Bruce I feel like in like past iterations where their first interaction, I feel like the the sexual tension is like ratcheted up to like a million. It's almost like kind of like what's the word like unrealistic. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like their their physical chemistry is so like through the roof that like it's kind of like all right, damn, like <laughs> okay, I get it, but like can we? Like I felt like I liked that with Selena. There was a lot, a little bit of I don't know if I trust this dude. With Bruce, is very kind of like I don't know if I trust this person. He's very kind of focused on the mission. He's not that affectionate. Like I, I thought that even just how they played off each other was good. And I thought uh, Kravitz kind of you know playing the kind of flirtatious Selena, but then also playing the cat burglar, but then also playing the at times, ready to kill Selena, you know? And, and, and that kind of, sometimes that rage and that anger and that righteousness that she feels that comes with those feelings. I thought she kind of, there, there's a range of, there's a range of, there's a range of emotions, there's a range of, 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 of characteristics to describe Selena. And I feel like Zoe maybe was most believable that she could, that she could really kind of encompass all of them. You know, I think some did other parts better than others, but I feel like Zoe kind of had the whole package to me. I thought she was just fantastic in this role. Um, I agree. I honestly, I, I thought Zoe Kravitz was, um, I thought she was great, honestly, in the role. Um, I mean, we, this is another one where you you kind of start ranking, similar to you, EJ. You start thinking about the different portrayals. I have to see the Michelle Pfeiffer. I know people love the Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer was amazing. But she again, for me, it's like when I think about when I compare those two again, I can't even compare her to Anne Hathaway. I just think there's no contest, and that's sad to me because everybody again knows how much I love Anne Hathaway, and I defended Anne Hathaway, and I think that she was really good, and a lot of people thought she'd be terrible. But to me, again, when I think about the the physical chemistry between Bruce and 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 Selena in that film, again, and now it's the '90s, you know, it's a different time. But I just felt like. I really liked how their physical chemistry here just felt way more believable and understandable for first people interacting for the first time than what we got in, like, Batman Returns, which is, to me, my third favorite Batman movie. Like, I think, you know, we'll get into the rankings, but I think that, to me, I usually put this ahead of, like, a Dark Knight, like, a Batman Begins or, like, a Dark Knight Rises. 
but like you know that's again the second trench is like through the millionth roof and, and i feel like you know the the kind of the camaraderie and the togetherness and the kind of like i don't know what the word is just just the bond that i think they earn in this film is just you see it kind of play out in a more organic way than you do in batman returns or in again i think many like iterations of of the story of Bruce and Selena. Now there are, there are comic book stories. I think you were very good. I think year one does a great job. And I think, I honestly think year one was, was a lot of inspiration for this Selena Kyle. And, and there are, there are other things I think I've done a good job of kind of like displaying their early years. I think, um, I, I think, uh, uh well, I can't remember his name now. Um, the guy who, who just wrote Batman, I'll, I'll come up with it after I talk to you guys, but, but there are there are writers and there are other people who I think have done a good job of that, and I thought that this was like a really great introduction to this very iconic pairing, and I just thought that Zoe Kravitz brought it up a notch because of her performance. I thought it was really stellar. Absolutely, is that is that Tom King? Was, is he Tom there? King? Thank you. Yeah, I knew, I knew yeah, somebody I like, <laughs> would have. I knew it was something King. I was like, it's not Stephen King. Is a horror writer that's not Stephen King what's his name what's his name Martin. Tom King exactly definitely <laughs> <Martin Luther> <laughs> uh, not MLK no <laughs> <laughs> oh boy um yeah I mean I there's aren't aren't as many great th- there, are, there aren't there aren't really aren't enough great things to say about about Zoe Zoe Kravitz performance by the way uh she said she says she auditioned she wanted to audition for the Dark Knight Rises Catwoman Said they said she was too urban or something along those lines. You know, yeah, you know, that goes. Yeah, you know, yeah, Brian so, Flores was told that. In a, in a, gotta in put that out there. Right? You know, we know what happens. Kendall, yeah. Kendall's <laughs> preaching to the choir. We all know what happens. Yeah, we, we know what time it is. But um, sham interview. But yes, I mean she did. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, sure. Kendall was like, "Yo, uh, Zoe Kravitz went on the Rooney Rule." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the NFL. Yeah, yo, I'm dying, man. That's funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, she uh, she did a fantastic job, great job in, in this role. Such a physical Catwoman. Yeah. Um, you know everything from the look to the action to everything that happened. It was just the chemistry. It all worked for me. So I have nothing. I have nothing negative like, to say about. Smart didn't just feel like like I don't want to say I know Zoe put a lot of work into it. I'm not at all trying to say that she didn't do any work with it, but it didn't just feel so natural. Like it felt like she could roll yeah. out of bed and do this, when, like, when, yeah. when and, and that's me. Cast- that's great acting. Like I know it wasn't that easy, yeah. but that's what it felt. When like. She was cast as as Catwoman. We all were like, "Oh, this makes a lot of sense," and this is exactly yeah. what we could have expected. Yeah, yeah. This is the about you know, the bar that we. There were. are like when Colin Farrell was cast as the Penguin, we didn't know what to think. Really, he was nothing. He was nothing like the Penguins. I don't know how. Yeah, work. yeah, and it looked nothing like I would have expected. And I like Colin Farrell, but even that was like uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, but this one is one where, like you said, you know, it's a character that was essentially it was an actress that was essentially born to play this character. Right. Made a lot of sense why they went in this direction. Um, look, I was somebody that wasn't super excited about the inclusion of, of Selena Kyle in this movie. I was worried about the balance and how this would, you know. You know whether or not I was going to be invested in in the storyline and whether it would make sense, but I think they did a very good job of making the story, all the stories again, interweave together. Um, you know, I mean, the, I thought uh, her approach to things was interesting. Um, I thought the, you know, there there have been versions where she was Falcon's daughter, but her deciding to them deciding to go in that direction, I thought worked. Um, bold, very bold move. 
Yeah, I wasn't definitely. sure on the first watch. I wasn't sure how I felt about it. I, I, I think, I think even today, I'm still a little torn if I needed that. It did tie that's everything not, together, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's another thing that I wonder. I wonder. I, again, I talk about the this, this, the funeral scene being shot. You know, you know, you never know what is a small screen and what is legitimately something that they shot, but. Um, you know, they they shot it as if she was with Falcone at the thing. So you wonder what was changed about her story. Um, was there a version where was she just trying to get closer so that she could take him out? You know, if that if that were what would have been the case, like you don't know what they really changed um, from a story perspective. But but yeah, no, uh, I, I thought it was great. And again, it wasn't you know with all this all the talk about how she wasn't. Um, that this was like an, a very early version. She wasn't fully Catwoman yet. I didn't really get what what was meant at the time, but it it makes sense when you see the movie what they what they're what they're talking about. And yeah, I thought she was great. Yeah, it feels. Um, I mean, it feels like her moral compass is really being kind of like explored in this film. Like, I don't think I don't know if this Lena Kyle has killed somebody yet. I, I I felt like she made that decision to like, yo, we should kill this crooked cop now because he's a scumbag and. Like, like, and I got killed Falcone because he killed this girl. I feel like those are very impulsive things, and Selena's a very impulsive person. But she's never been put. I she clearly seems like the kind of girl that's been through a lot. But I don't know if she's ever been pushed to this point yet. And I think it's those moments where she's like, "Well, this is what just what we gotta do," because that's how Selena is. She's impulsive. And you're right. I think that there again, there are a lot of interesting things about how they kind of develop who these people are gonna be and seeing these little pieces. And, you know, Bruce sees that and, and, and he tries to say, oh, you can't do this like because X, Y, and Z. And I think she's like, you know, trying to justify like why this is how that's be. But it doesn't feel like it's as like, oh, I just kill people. This is what I do. Like, it just felt like this was like if it wasn't a if, if it wasn't a first time thing, it seemed like something that she hadn't done very often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're definitely exploring this character. Um you know, and seeing her make very serious, impactful decisions. And again, seeing Bruce navigate that with her. Um, it's something that if you're a fan of Batwoman, you've seen. You've seen that. You know, I mean, I mean, we've seen that. We've seen that on cartoons and movies, animated movies, and in the comic books. We've seen Batman and Catwoman navigate those things together in very serious moments and that's you know so what else do you want from a batman from a batman and catwoman uh relationship we say i've seen that in video games we've seen that in video games i mean we see that all the time so it's um and i also thought it was and also thought it was great to like i thought the way they kind of express batman not killing people like it's very it's very much like put out front and center but I also think, you know, I know some people said, oh, like, it looks like they're taking a shot at Snyder. But I, I actually think it's to the contrary. I feel like, you know, when he's walking with uh, Gordon, you know, him and Gordon have just some great dialogue. And, you know, and they go into that, uh, you know, that, that, that uh, you know, burned down orphanage. And, you know, you know, Batman's trying to tell him no guns. <laughs> and, and Gordon's like, uh, that's your thing. I'm, I'm going to wield this. Yeah, I don't know well. what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> like, which I thought was great. And then Selena kind of, you know, doing the whole justification of her killing people, which is a little less nuanced. But like, to me, like, it was also them saying like, Hey, like, like there are like, like 
Gordon is just a mortal man that doesn't have like millions and billions of dollars worth of tech. Like he can't just be running around not killing people, like not having a gun. Like it's not that simple, you know. And yeah, I, yeah. I actually thought that even like showing, okay, this Batman doesn't kill. Let's clearly show that, but let's also show like, hey, like not everybody is as privileged as you, and and not everybody has that like same kind of like obvious look at the world. And that's what makes Batman also unique and special, which is why again. People who want to make Batman kill people, I think, are ridiculous in terms of creators. My opinion, my opinion only. But I, I thought even just how they how they, they, they showcased some of those instances I thought was also dope. I also just really feel like, you know, and I think this is something, I don't know how you guys felt, or maybe you'll feel differently about it on a second viewing, but I felt like this movie really did a good job of showing Batman detective skills, and I think, for me, it required a second viewing to kind of see it through. Like, something as simple as, like, him picking up uh, you know that Selena was there with uh Annika when the when the when the mayor was was uh you know with her by seeing her boots at the club and seeing the boots in the picture like that some of these shots are quick and you don't really see these things but when you when I watched it again I was like oh that's how he knew that Selena was with her and that's how he knew that was Selena in the club and and then like there 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 were there were a couple of 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 detective kind of things that I thought were kind of slick that showed kind of Batman's like quick thinking and kind of his his uh his just his his, his badassness uh, his ability to kind of see situation through and kind of see things ahead even though again a lot of this movie's him playing catch-up how do you feel about this film kind of diving deeper into like the the detective kind of noir kind of feel about this character it was fan- it's fantastic it's everything it's what i would want it's what i want from batman <laughs> which kind of circles back to just my just my overall praise this is what i want from batman um, but yeah, it's 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 what I would I want from Batman. I want Batman to use his detective skills, you know, to solve things. Um, and this movie definitely did a better job than any of the other Batman movies I've seen of showcasing Bruce's ability to do that. And like I said before, just painting the overall noir, just giving that kind of feel to Gotham and to the story. Um, and this did that. Um, brilliantly, while while also being a great superhero movie and having a ton of cool action and gadgets and uh, you know all the stuff that you would want to see, so I, I thought it did a great job. Well, you kind of yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I thought uh, you know, I think Matt Reeves, you could tell he was on a mission to make this movie feel sort of differently than we've seen before. Try and do things was what Kevin Feige always talks about. Uh, you talked about with Spider-Man, and I think that Matt Reeves sort of had a similar mission. To, you know, if I'm going to do something, I'm not going to just do it the exact same way everybody else has done it. And this, this detective, the detective work that we've seen, that we saw from this Batman, um, it, it it made sense. I mean, we talked about it when they decided to go in the direction of the Riddler. We were like, look, if you're going to tell a detective story... The Riddler is the easiest villain to do <laughs> for for a, for a Batman De- detective definitely. movie, um, and it played out you know as best as we could have hoped. Um, it played out pretty similarly to how we would have expected, outside of the Riddler's uh, you know sort of character design, um, you know the all the stuff with you know him trying to figure out the clues and whatnot uh, was crazy. I mean, I thought that the um, I thought they I thought they did a pretty good job overall with. Uh, with, with again just just telling the story 
through the Riddler's clues and, and through the Riddler's messages and yeah. I mean I think um, the I think the funeral, you know, aftermath scene is, you know, probably I think that one of the highlights in terms of that yeah. aspect of it. You know, the guy with the bomb on it the DA with the bomb on his neck and that was crazy time running. Oh. Like that that like, you know, we talk about this Riddler kind of being very different, but that felt very Riddler, you know. Yeah. And and the guy being so scared of what Falcone or the Penguin, whoever. So we yeah. think it's Falcone, but something about the way he was acting almost made me wonder if this was the beginning of their exploration of the Court of Owls. Mm. He talks about how, like, if I even say it, like, I'm going to like there. He said it goes so it's so far up, like you wouldn't even understand. And to for that to be, oh, it's Falcone is, I mean, it's not like. Crazy, I, yo, I crazy? thought I thought that was. I kind of was like, that seems bigger than just Falcone, even if he is kind of running the city. Yeah, because I'm watching the movie and I'm like, like if, my thing is that if that guy was that, because at first I'm watching and I'm like, I, I, I guess he's talking about Penguin because that's what they thought. Um, and I was like, man, like if he's that scared of Penguin, then the way these guys were clowning Penguin, Gordon, I'm like, Gordon, man, you better protect your family because I guess he's gonna come after you. <laughs> right, he's gonna yeah. come after this other guy. This other guy <laughs> took a bomb to the head because he didn't want to name the Penguin. <laughs> And then even Falcone, I'm like, it was, it, again, like, these guys, they're, they're clowning him and stuff. I'm like, oh, these cops pulling up. He's like, oh, I own you guys. I'm like, I mean, this, this DA didn't want to even look him in the eyes. He was willing to take a, <laughs> we'll take a bomb to the head. So that would that would definitely be more practical. Do you want to see the Court of Owls? So that actually is a question I, mean, I want to court, ask you guys. The, 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 yeah, the, I think we can get to, like, I think we can get the to, like, future, the future of this universe. Yeah. Um... You know, we, we obviously again we know we've got those those shows coming out. We got a penguin series. Well, uh be clear we, though, we I know before you mentioned that it was a GCPD, but we've learned yeah, that that has now become yeah. the Arkham an Arkham series. Yeah, yeah. He's saying now that 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 it's gonna be a little bit more centered centered around Arkham Asylum. Um and what that even means we'll see. But you know, I and it, I think all the other question that everyone's going to ask is who do we even see for a sequel, you know, for this, for this universe. Um, I think it needs think to be somebody about, who is a, more of a physical threat. In my opinion. That's the thing. Cause if you want to stick with the, you want to stick with this detective Batman, you know, noir film, noir sort of setting the court of owls, I think are the best villains to pursue. Uh, I would it, agree. Just the right, problem, it may feel too similar. Play the hits. While the Riddler is massively different than the Court of Owls, it just goes down the same web of everything about everything got into conspiracy, right? You know, that we already went down in this movie. Where when we know that Batman, I mean, most people, you know, when they think about Batman, they think about the Joker, they think about who, uh, and we'll get into Barry Keegan also, but you know, they think about the Joker, they think about you know, Mr. Freeze, they think about. Catwoman, like they don't think about, you know, where where is Thomas Wayne, you know, who who owned the Waynes and who owned the Arkham? All that. Yeah. Nobody really cares about the, <laughs> the history of Gotham, you know. So that's why they that's why they, the Court of Owls didn't really work that well in Gotham. It was kind of was kind of weird. Because um, I don't think you're gonna really sell with that. The other thing is, of course, as we've seen most movies and we saw in this movie, don't have one villain. So you also could do. The Court of Owls mixed with another Batman villain, and and have the physical threat that you talked about. Obviously, the talent of the Court of Owls is a physical threat, but have the yes. more, you know, comic booky villain, a Bane or somebody, um, mixed in with a Court of Owls. But 
look, I think we talked about Mr. Freeze a couple weeks ago or last week. Um, that's somebody Matt, Matt Reeves was talking about being interested in. When you go down the list of Batman villains, he is the one, like we talked about, that hasn't been done multiple times. The one time he was done wasn't wasn't good. You know, it was a disaster. Yeah. yeah, it was a disaster, to put it frank. So <laughs> it's not like anybody will really compare his Mr. Freeze Oof. to to oh, that one crazy, yeah. at all so you can you can do him and not have to worry about any sort of comparison um so he's the first one you think about but his aesthetic it seems very different than what they set up in this movie which could be could be actually be pretty cool um i think you know and it's funny our, our brother henry put out a theory that he wonders if the the adrenaline that he used I was end, thinking about that. Kill. Is that Venom? I was, a lot of people that, have ran to that. And it's funny because I didn't think yep. that when I watched it. I, yeah, I, I, I actually thought it was. The second yeah. he took that out, I was like, is that Venom? That was, that, was a, that was the first thing I was like, I don't know if they're playing the seeds, but if they are, that was missing from the Dark Knight Rises. I need yeah, to see that. That, 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 that was a huge, huge, that was a huge error, yeah, in my opinion, but huge, definitely huge. omission. <laughs> I agree. It was a big, big issue with that movie. Boy, if he did Bane and Bane was using Venom, can you imagine that? And that's the thing. Dave Batista. Imagining the Venom, <laughs> but but put 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 Bane with Venom in this noir like world. Oh my God, just it sells itself. Um, but it's just it's just. But again, it's a third Bane. You know, it's a, I mean, do I want to see another Bane? Yeah. Um, I just feel like it's know, too I feel like it is. You see, the reason why I don't, I don't subscribe is only because you talked about the last one was so different than this one would be we still haven't seen right. the mexican luchador wearing the mask who using right. you know that's a good using point. venom like he's barry bonds yeah you know <laughs> right. or, or mark mcguire i should say right yeah <laughs> we did mark mcguire say barry bonds never tested positive Jose Canseco. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's you know we haven't really seen that guy and then the first guy we saw was i mean again nobody's gonna compare him to that guy yeah, you know the the monster Hulk, you know well, yeah, the Hulkish yeah, no Bane. Yeah, no, no one's even that. <laughs> that yeah. So that that's why you you might be able to get away with him. I think there are some, and I'll ask EJ uh, as well. Mm-hmm. But what about you know some third level guys that we haven't seen at all? I tell you, I tell you the guy who after yeah. seeing this movie, yeah, I feel like would be Clayface. I think could be great. Clayface could be cool. I, I really feel like, really and the reason cool. why I love the, I love the, I love the, I love the Mr. Freeze theory is what I talked about last week. I feel like now, and now this movie really sets it up. Now that I think the next movie, Bruce Wayne, is going to be more in these streets. I would love for him to have a more, more rapport of the person he's with, whether it's Two Face, whether it's Clayface, whether it's um, uh, uh, Mr. Freeze. But another guy I think that would also be interesting because I think one of the move one of the things about this movie that I think I also really liked it is it introduces the idea that the longer the Batman is out here, the crazier these folks are that are coming up with being villains and vigilantes that are around him. Because the whole movie is 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 no not the whole movie but the end movie is is Riddler saying you inspired me like I saw what you did I saw you showing that hey you know. Uh, some fear and, and and some uh some directed violence and you can get people's attention. You can make change in the city, and I like the idea of exploring that aspect. That the crazier these you know these these people are, or rather the crazier the more Batman's around, the crazier people become, and the obsession of Batman and who he is. 
I think a great person to kind of unlock that, especially if we're really going to be delving deeper into Arkham Asylum, is Hugo Strange. I think Hugo Strange playing a factor and kind of yeah. really allowing maybe the yeah. Bruce Wayne that we become to know, the more of the playboy, humanitarian, philanthropist person that's more of a public figure, and seeing Hugo Strange be obsessed with trying to figure out who this Batman is, and us learning more about these people that are locked up in Arkham Asylum through this Gotham series, that feels like a pretty nice kind of move towards a lot of what Kendall's talking about to me. I would like to see Hugo Strange potentially yeah. in a future movie. Yeah, I, and we've never yeah, seen him I before, totally, so that would work. Not yeah, in the I movie, totally seen agree, TV, Jay. Not in the movie. And um, and I've seen some whispers of the uh, people asking for Strange for for a second movie. Um, and um, I mean, I, I think I agree, totally agree because it fits with that Arkham series. That would make that series much more relevant. Yeah. Uh, to me. Um. Though I'm sure they could add a bunch of people in there. I think he'll be. I'm in sure. That you, series. I'm sure you can. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like you can have him either introduced in that series, or introduced in the movie, and then go to that series, whatever, whatever order they want to do that. And you can throw a bunch of people. You can put Zaz in Arkham. You can put you know a Killer Croc in Arkham. You can put a you know a Crow in Arkham. You can put all kinds of kinds of yeah. guys in Arkham, just to kind of fill. And there's so the many cells. villains that obviously we want to see in this universe, but. I think we're going to see a lot of them through that series, through I would imagine. Penguin. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's just going to be the usual. We only get to see three villains. Yeah, I'd imagine we may see know, more monsters. Trilogy. We may see more like a Black Mask, maybe in like Black a Mask. I, look out for there's a there's a sleeper. Someone we haven't seen in live action. I mean, we saw I guess in theory in Gotham. Uh, we saw everybody, you know. but yeah, because we saw everybody. They 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 went to to Professor Pig. Um, <laughs> I I wonder if we get a, a version of the Ventriloquist. Or, or Scarface, maybe yeah, not, Scarface. In, maybe not in Batman, maybe not in the movies, but in a in a in an HBO Max setting, I think that, that could be a very, I think that could be a very trippy sort of thing that they do. Yep, it's unfortunate know. that that'd be surprising. That'd be wild. Is the ventriloquist looks like Paul Dano's Riddler, but but yeah, I think a combination this next film of someone you know kind of who can test. Batman slash Bruce's mind and someone who can match his physical attributes is important. I think, you know, I think in some way Freeze could do a little bit of both. I think you get a Hugo Strange or someone like that, like you have to pair him with someone else or put Batman in an environment where he has no choice but to scrap with people who are a physical test to him. I think this film, like, if there was anything lacking, I think, in the final act, it was that, like, there really wasn't a great physical test. Like he was at the end of the day beating down a bunch of nerds on top of, you know, Gotham Square Garden. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you like, did call it Gotham Square Garden. Is that that's what, what it's that's called? That's what it's called. But I was going to say, like, I, I, feel, I, feel, I, I mean, I was, was calling thinking, it, I was yeah. calling it right. GSG. <laughs> I don't know why Kendall's giving me a hard time. <laughs> it was funny. Like... You should just call it the garden, man. <laughs> Gotham Square Garden. That's what they called oh, it. Oh. <laughs> I, I think that they, they went a little too deep with the Gotham is New York thing. Nah, I well, like I mean, they had yeah, even nice GC, GC1. I mean, it was like. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, you had Roma Tori and Dean Memminger. Shout out to my former colleagues, uh, Bobby yeah. Cusa. I mean, yeah. that was New York one. <laughs> it was DC one. Yeah. Like, well, was Matt, Matt Reeves is probably a big fan. We talk about City. how, like, you know, Gotham is supposed to be different, you know, to a degree. And this is just, no, it's New York. You know, like, is there a New York, you know, in the DC universe? I mean, there's supposed to be. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I, I, did feel, I did feel like there were times where it did look very London. Like there's some aspect, like some parts of the city, some of the architecture, 
Like, what do you guys real quick? I mean, it's kind of random, but I know I know we're running a little late. But what do you guys think of like the fact that like Bruce doesn't live in a mansion? Do you guys notice that he lives in in, in Wayne Tower, which is in the city? Like that was a big thing to me. That's interesting. I actually didn't pick up on that. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah I, I, I watched this because I kind of was the whole time. I was kind of like, like we don't really ever see exteriors of his house. But when you see uh, when ba- when uh, when Batman is driving, trying to race to Alfred, like you see like the explosion in the tower. That's where that's where Alfred is. And I'm like, well, Alfred was home. Alfred wasn't at you know at Wayne Tower, like you know trying to like do work. Like that was clearly like he was in the house. And and I think um, and I think and remember Dano, you know Dano in the in the uh, at Arkham when he's going back and forth for Bruce, he's like, you know, oh, you guys, you don't you you know you don't live here in the slums with everybody else, you know, Bruce, you orphan, you were up there in a tower looking down on everybody, looking out out over the city as if you're better than everybody. Yeah, when he said that, I didn't know what he was talking about. And I was yeah. like, and I, and I, yeah, and I kind of didn't quite get. I thought maybe it was more of like a you know euphemism, but then I right. watched it the second time. I was like, oh, he doesn't live like there is no Wayne Manor, like, or if there is, it's just the tower. And I think Batman he references the tower. I think too when he talks about the orphanage, um, you know, trying to explain like you know what did Riddler mean by by one of his riddles. So that's kind of a you know that's a pretty big kind of stray away from most medium to have Batman yeah and Bruce Wayne um, live, live like really in the city. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I I don't I don't hate that. Um, personally, I know Wayne Manor is just Wayne Manor is a staple. I know it is. Um, you know, Charlie, you don't know what Wayne Manor means. I, I know, I know, all the sweaties are biting, biting my head off right now. Yeah, but I, look, I know Wayne Manor is a staple. Um, maybe Wayne Manor may even make more sense to be totally honest. But um, I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind that it's, it's a little like Trump, almost like Trump, like like Trumpy. Right. Kind of, you know, yeah, that, bit, yeah. that that they, uh, you know, that that <laughs> that they <laughs> own. That's yeah, the, the best. That's the best thing. I mean, <laughs> no, I think I think you're totally it. right. Yeah, we're not even going politics. With your name <laughs> on it, and you're a billionaire, and you're flaunting your money. That's what it looks like. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I mean, I'm not saying the Waynes are the Trumps. I'm just saying, like, you know. Yeah, but no, so, we got you. so I don't, I don't hate it, especially with them not being so morally kind of perfect and all that. Yeah, and yeah. um. Also, shout out to Matt Reeves for not showing the the, the Waynes get shot. Um, big shout out, right? Thank God. Oh, big shout out! I was wondering if we were gonna see it. I was like, oh, are we gonna see it? And no, we didn't see it. Um, but I didn't mind that. There's a lot of things about this Batman. You want to talk about a negative? It's not. It did. It's not really negative because it didn't really hurt the movie. But it's like it's just a slight thing that's, you know, surprising that it wasn't as negative to me. But it shows you that I think can be done. Is you talk about they didn't show the Waynes get shot. Uh. They they reference they re- reference very little about this Batman that like we don't actually see. Uh, like Matt Reeves talks about how he met he's already he's already he's already scratched with Barry Keegan's Joker. You know we didn't see that we they didn't say that. In the that's movie. why that's why he's already in Arkham. Yeah, that's why he's already in Arkham. He's already re- had had a run in with 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 Batman. Um, like there's a lot about this movie. I mean, we didn't see Batman's origin. You know, Alfred right. says I trained or taught you how to fight. You right. Know, I'm assuming he also learned other stuff from other people. Uh, right. We don't. Know. We don't know who. Like, we don't even know if he went. We to don't the know league, if he went to the. Assassins. Assassins. Yeah. We assume he has. I think there's other things where you 
I, I tend to think he probably did because that's you know I'm just like I don't know if Alfred can teach him how to fight like this, but mm-hmm. you know like it's they are they allow you to, to to fill in those gaps until they decide to tell those stories, and it's it's not an issue. It's not like you know I need to know all this stuff because yeah, it's that. I think that's yeah, the there's thing. so there's so much backstory that we know so we've back. we've studied and obsessed over over the years. We saw it with Spider Man, it worked with Tom Holland where they didn't go over every gritty detail of everything he's ever done, and. We didn't care because we've seen every we've seen so many versions of Spider Man that we know you know we can fill in a lot of those gaps and Batman is another character that you can do that with so it just goes to show you now there are certain things like look I mean I was not a I was not as big a fan of the Eternals and, and that was a, that was a, those were characters that I may needed a little bit more you know detail on some of the other stuff about them because I didn't I don't know anything about them but there are other hero there are other heroes you know when we get to Fantastic Four or when we get the X Men. I may not need to know everything about their backstories. You know, I maybe I want to know how the Fantastic Four got their powers in the context of the MCU, but like, I don't need, I don't, maybe I don't need yeah, to know, origin. you know, mm-hmm. how, how smart is Reed Richards? How, you know, what has he been doing the last 20 years? Like, I can take a guess. I, I love that this movie didn't rely on flashbacks. Like, flashbacks are kind of a crutch. Like, they can be cool or they can be, you know, interesting, but like, I can I think it creates mystery. I think it creates for future storytelling angles that will be compelling and it also doesn't box you in a corner like uh, yeah you can, you can like you know write your next script and be like well you know what this actually may need to be tweaked this way because x y and z you're not hell too well you know we did that whole flashback in the last movie so now we we have no choice but to like write ourselves in this corner and figure out how to make this work like there, there's 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 versatility that, that goes into how they did this that i think is smart yep and uh and you can really make use of your time too you're not writing all these you know, you can spend, use all your screen time to tell your story and to really flesh it out. So I, I agree. With that. I, I, I talked about the smoke screens and I mentioned Barry Keegan. I mean, he really he was remember, there were set photos of this guy. What looked at what looked like that funeral scene where he's in a suit and tie. And you're thinking yeah. this guy, some cop, he's playing a cop in yeah. the movie. I mean, I'm assuming that was they were just messing with people. Yeah, Reeves said that they did things to try to throw people off the scent. Like, it seems like Reeves was way ahead of the game than maybe maybe any superhero other superhero director ever in terms of throwing right. people off scents of things. Like Selena Kyle dressed as that woman in the, you know we keep saying the church, but by the way that was City Hall, which I think is also interesting. Um, uh, right. Because I remember I, saw, I watched it with my friends the first time. They're saying, "Oh, when you go up, you know, the churches look so weird." I was like, and I watched it today. I was like, "That this funeral is at City Hall. It said City Hall there." Um, but but like when they pull up to City Hall, like you, you know, you think it's Selena because you've seen those, you know, yeah, I guess those, people those blue leg those blue leg set photos, and then you see that it's a different woman. It, it throws off roots and it throws off the viewer who maybe you know the smart, so to speak, who 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 kind of sees through everything and thinks that they yeah they uh, they, they they know what's going on. Um, it is a shame that the Keegan thing. I I sort of wonder. I think that was also a plan by Warner Brothers that Keegan was going to be Joker because it, it, <laughs> Jeez, that was a plan too. I think that was a plan because otherwise, yeah. like no one had any idea who that was until like <laughs> until they saw the credits and you would have been like, wait, where was Barry Keegan? Was he? Was that him? You know, I mean, his voice is a little distinct, but it wasn't like he had some deep Irish brogue. I hope that. Was I'm, look, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I I kind of want the. I kind of want him to be introduced as John Doe. Shout out to Telltale. Oh, uh, facts. I want to be John Doe next week. Or whatever he is. I don't, want, I don't want to know his name. Yeah. I don't even want to call him Joe. I want to just be John Doe. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I mean, that would be dope. I don't think that's going to happen because I feel like, again, I feel like this Joker has interacted with the Bat, I feel like. Right. Um, so yeah. that, that makes it unlikely. But that would be that would be dope. Even if, like, somehow, uh, you know, this John Doe maybe doesn't befriend Bruce, but maybe he befriends, you know, Edward, you know. Right. And maybe he seems like, a, you know, you know, an unorthodox kind of very disturbing person. But he doesn't, he seems pretty... He seems like he could be a good person if you know pointed in the right direction. And you know, if you guys have never seen played the Batman Telltale games, definitely check that out. They're they're just fantastic, and they're I think they have the best Joker origin story. And I'm including the Joker movie. I think that that is the best and most like gripping origin for yeah Joker. yeah. It's pretty incredible, honestly. Yeah, yeah, definitely check it out if you get it. It's very unorthodox, but it works so well. Um, there are a lot of things about Batman Telltale they did. By the way, this game also, I mean, excuse me, this game, this movie had a lot of really great nods to Arkham. I think a lot of the, uh, a lot of the combat, I think is very influenced by Gotham. You know, mm-hmm. like the reversals, the, the guy tries to swing him the bat, he takes the bat yeah. and swings it back at him. <laughs> right. like, like, you know, he shows up at the subway and it's just a bunch of thugs just hanging around and they're like, oh, who's this? It's the bat. And then he just beats the crap out of them and. You know, and he's taking some punches, but he's you know giving what giving a lot better than he's. Taking. I love that part of it, man. Yeah, yeah he took a lot. That's yeah, so he, he was getting more he was getting scrapped. Yeah, these guys that just it's like untouchable, untouchable. I'm like five, eight guys fighting, yeah. and yeah. you didn't take a punch. Yeah, he, he took punches, some, but he just some knocks. It didn't matter. Yeah, yep. yeah, he takes he take, again. He takes some, but he gives a lot better than he takes. And exactly something as simple as that, and it also again speaks to him being in year two. I saw yep. someone joke that like that last scene. In uh, in uh, you know the the in Gotham, you know Square Garden, where where he kind of crashes through. Somebody's like, "This is definitely Batman taking a predator mission and making it a combat mission." If you were playing, because <laughs> you know he clearly could have just maybe taken these guys out one by one, but instead he just crashes through. Like I'm just I'm just scrapping with these guys. I thought that was pretty pretty funny. But yeah, no, I I thought that there there were there were plenty of nods to Arkham. Some of the even some of the shots of him in the rain. If you look back at some of those uh, promotional yeah. shots for Arkham, like they're very similar. I mean, Matt Reeves did his homework. He did his homework. And he took a lot of different. He did a lot of different inspirations, but he did a, a good job of not feeling make, making anything to me feel like imitation, which I think has been some of the complaints we've had about other Batman movies, um, particularly you know BVS um, and Dark Knight Rises. Some of the things that felt like okay, they're just doing what we know and just imitating it. Like here again, there were different things where I was like. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing there, but uh, like this isn't just you taking something from something. You know, it it was it was clever. I mean, they, again, they did a really good job. Uh, I think we should uh, wrap this up here. So, uh, while as we give scores, as you already mentioned, we I also want you guys to try to put in context where you also rank this film when it comes to Batman and superhero films. While you give your ranking, so since Sham started off at the top of the show, I'll go to him first. What are you ranking the Batman out of ten? Uh, um, my God, I honestly gotta give it nine point five. This was an amazing movie. I loved almost every second of this movie. I it's hard. I re I I gotta dig deep to find the nitpicks that I have to be. Oh, I didn't like this, so I gotta dig deep. I liked a lot of this movie. Um, you know, maybe there could have been a a bigger. Uh, I guess fist fight at the end, 
you know, like you said, a bigger challenge, maybe a, I don't know, a Bane or Rachel Ghoul, someone to really, really kind of scrap with to really show off uh, the combat. Um, but I, I, but I'm fine. I, I didn't, you know, for a first movie, I didn't need that. This was fantastic. So I 9.5. This, you know, this and the Dark Knight are one A, one B. Um, uh, I mean, I guess the Dark Knight is at the top still. This is like barely, barely, barely underneath that. Um, I got, but I got to rewatch it. It might be after a second, third, fourth viewing, it might just jump up up to number one. But uh, that's how I have them ranked right now. Um, and for superhero movies, uh, sheesh. I mean, you got Infinity War, you got Endgame, you got uh, you got The Dark Knight. Um, there's a uh, Winter Soldier. I love Winter Soldier. I love Civil War. Um, got Batman vs. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> um, I mean, look. I mean, honestly, I'd say this is probably. Um, I could probably, I could probably, I could, I could probably have this be like a, um, probably out of five, probably out of number five for now. Um, but upon further viewings, and the second best DC movie behind Dark Knight. Yes. Wow. Yeah, like it more than Aquaman, like it more than Man of Steel, Man of Steel, like it more than Joker. You know, like it more than Joker. Like I want all those movies. This movie is fantastic. I mean, it's Batman, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I got to rewatch Black Panther as well. And we'll see how the sequel is as well. Is there anything about this movie that you think is, 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 should be under Oscar consideration? Um, uh, is, there a, uh, is there a cinematography thing? Because then that yeah, really yeah, that's that's probably the only thing. Yeah, just just the shots. Uh, this is the best looking movie. The score, Michael Giacchino. And the score is fantastic as score, well. If there's a score that needs to be in there. I mean, Michael I mean, Giacchino has. Good I think the Dark Knight. I think the Dark Knight score is pretty iconic, but this score is also the score is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, score, this score. This might be the best score of any superhero movie ever. I'll, I'll go that far. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Batman now has a new theme, theme music for me. Yeah, that's the, that's Batman's theme song. Now, and right? remember, Batman has had a theme music for like fifty years. Yeah. And that we don't forget about the Adam West Batman theme. We gone that that we're off that. Batman now yeah. has a theme music. Batman. Who would have thought that could happen in twenty twenty two? Yeah, forget about Batman animated series. Yeah. <laughs> you doing this in two thousand twenty two? You're coming up with new Batman theme music. Yeah, that, give that man an option. And we knew let it him the go first to the war show. And it was funny because when we heard it during Fandom last year, we were like, "Yo, that that uh, song ooh, is that that theme hard. is incredible." Yeah, and my hope was like, hopefully they don't just play that once, and they, and they nope, they they keep that, playing. That is Batman's music. theme music, and every time it hits hard, every time. So yeah, I think Michael Giacchino will get a look for that. Um, it'll be very interesting to see. He's going to be uh, directing the Werewolf by Night Marvel special, Halloween special. So uh, don't know how he is as a director, but as a composer guy hell of a, hell of if you a ask me i i feel like if i was gonna give i i would give pattinson a look for best actor wow i mean he was he was really good his, his batman again i think he's the best batman at least at the very least since keaton i don't want to hit these people trying to say he he like affleck was better get out of here <laughs> I, I don't even want to i'm not I even, look, I'm, not I, even I, I'm not even entertaining that i love and i, and I don't hate batfleck be clear i, I, I hate all the- yeah i don't hate batfleck but that's that's ridiculous to me yeah, it's hard to say. 
Um, I don't I don't know if there's any that, that I didn't like. I mean, Clooney is like the one where I'm like that was kind of goofy. Yeah, but we haven't was, had that many bad Batmans. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard guy to yeah, kind of yeah. mess up. Yeah, we haven't really had any bad, which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Clooney you might know, be the only, I think only real one I can think of. More so by the writing and just what they kind of gave. I, I like that. Play. Uh, yeah, I, 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 but I enjoyed like Ben Affleck. Uh, I, thought I thought Ben Affleck gave a good acting performance, and that's what I yeah, said he when we did that podcast it, back then. Yeah. But I don't yeah, like no, what, how, what they had him doing, but I think he, he was a good choice for Batman, for sure. I think that there is going to be a conversation also for Zoe Kravitz uh, as female support. but I can see that. Yeah, no, I think um, for me, I, I, I give this movie a 9 out of 10. Um, I think it's, a, for me... When when you're talking about Batman movies, uh, I think it's second. I think Dark Knight is pretty safely number one for me. Um, but I don't know. I have to see this movie. I've seen Dark Knight like eighty million times. So you know, I I watched that movie and I'm like, there's no, there's nothing better than this. This is this is is incredible. Right. But so maybe maybe five years from now I'll feel better about Batman. But um, I, I, I you know, I think that this movie does things better than the Dark Knight did. I think it did the whole idea of batman better than the dark knight i think it created a, a better universe than nolan's batman universe did um uh, nolan's batman movies did um so i think there are aspects of it that are better so i don't think people are crazy for maybe even saying thinking that it's a better movie um but i think that might be where the buck stops when it comes to batman movies uh i liked both batman begins and the dark knight rises you know around the same level and so i think that those um, might come in at three and four, or uh, yeah, three and four, but and uh, you know, again, you talk about Batman Returns, you talk about '89, you talk about uh, I like Batman Forever a little more than other people, but yeah, I mean, to me, just this one is very clearly, I think, number two, and then we talk about the greater idea of, of comic book movies. Look, I mean, I don't think it was better than Spider Man No Way Home, um. That's the more recent. This is the most recent one we saw. Uh, I wouldn't put it above that movie. Um, That's interesting. You know, look, if I was just judging on the merits of like, you know, how does it compare to Casablanca? You know, I might say the Batman is better, but um, as a comic book movie fan, I would I would probably still prefer Spider Man No Way Home. Um, beyond that, you know, again, there, there's you know, I, I Marvel's gonna have. It's just I don't know Marvel. I the shared universe thing really does like create like a, a bit of a bonus. Like because this movie in and of itself, what it created in just like one movie is incredible. But some of these other movies that may not have been actually better movies, but just like like Captain America: Civil War, giving us the introduction to T'Challa, giving us the introduction to Spider Man, and like all of that. Just like I talked about Spider Man: No Way Home, like that movie to be the head of that, and, and Avengers probably ahead of, of, of this movie. And so some of those Marvel movies are ahead. Um, it's almost hard to even compare this movie to a Marvel movie because they're like different objectives. Um, but, you know, I think a more apt comparison is when you compare it to other like solo origin movies, like, you know, an Iron Man or something like that, or Captain America First Avenger. And it, for that, it might rank, I think it ranks ahead of those movies, um, which is saying something. So, yeah, I mean, and again, DC movies absolutely it's i think it's right behind the dark knight um i definitely want to see more explored in this universe but i 
it was, it's going to be interesting because I don't know. I want more beyond the more villains. I want a Robin introduced at some point. Um, and, you know, I think the question is going to be, do you want to see other DC heroes in this universe? I personally don't. You know, oh, man. I'm fine. just give go go explore. Sorry to talk, to explore the Batman universe, man. The more I think about this movie, the more I I, I just don't want it. I don't. I don't you want to you want to allude to there's other stuff out there. Don't sully the world that you've created yeah. by throwing Jason Momoa, you know, or yeah. some someone. Just don't even bother. Just yeah. don't bother Warner Brothers. Don't bother. It's not worth it. You won't make more money. You'll end up losing money. To be blunt. So, yeah, I don't want it. The, the only thing I'll say is that the only reason why I'll go nine instead of, like, a ten is, you know, I mentioned there was some stuff with Riddler that was a little confusing um, about, you know, maybe not, maybe not his motives, but, you know, how he found out certain things and, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, the whole idea of Riddler felt kind of random you know, it, it would have mm-hmm. probably less random had they kind of dug, you know, dug more deep into his backstory. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, they decided not to. I have the theory that they may have cut it out. Um, and I thought Matt Reeves probably dove a little bit into his disaster movie well, you know, that we saw in a lot of those movies at the end mm-hmm. with, the, with the, yeah, with Gotham Water flooding. Water. Yeah, you know, it was very disaster movie-ish. Mm-hmm. You know, something I've never really seen in a Batman movie, so besides maybe Dark Knight Rises, so it was interesting. But, um, I you know, it was kind of weird, you know. Right. It, it, it was what it was, but it wasn't something I expected. I mean, it, felt, it felt very No Man's Land to me. Yes, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like, and to me, it almost felt like that's what, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right, yeah. It, to me, it kind of felt like, that felt like a, a means to an end. I'll be honest, I kind of felt like the movie really could have ended when they caught Riddler. Like, I kind of feel like... like, like You couldn't like, end I, like that only because it would have been like, why did Riddler just give himself up like that? You know? Right. And I, I mean, I think I think, I think think there. I would argue. I, I would push back and say, I think the argument could be, well, I mean, he's he's revealed something to Batman that is very disturbing. That Batman has, has essentially caused this, and he saw Batman as a partner. And... That could lead Batman to have to look into his own kind of, you know, uh, way he's approaching things, which he already does, to say, hey, maybe this, I'm not doing this thing the way I should be. Like, I kind of, like, I kind of, like, watching the movie and not and even watching it a second time, I kind of feel like the, the, the third act, or the, whatever act you call it, it's a long movie, the last act feels like almost like bonus content. It's like, oh, you thought the game was over? Nah, there's, a, there's another level that you got to play. But, yeah, like, yeah. Riddler's not even there. Like, again, he's just beating up a bunch of, like, randos, like, some, some internet nerds <laughs> at the top of uh, GSG. Like, 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 it was good. It was fine. But I kind of felt like it was, like you said, you said he kind of delved in his, into his, like, his uh, disaster movie bag. I, that makes sense to me because it, it felt like this had to happen to get to however he wanted Gotham to be like by the end of the movie, which I think he right. wanted Gotham to be uh, desolate of hope. And and that and and for Bruce to realize that vengeance alone was not going to uh, change the city, and he says early in the movie, I don't know if anything I'm doing is even working because everything is still bad and it's actually getting worse since I put on this cow. And he wanted to get to a point where 
okay, even though the city now has reached its darkest despair and there are even more darker days to come, it now has hope because this guy now gets it. And they got there. It just felt like, it, again, they were like, okay, we did all this, but I don't know if we really have hammered home our the whole message of this movie, what we're trying to even get across. So it was like, all right, well, what can we write to get us to that? And it's like, all right, well, let's have Riddler have a have a have an encore performance when we think his performance is over. And it's something that Batman didn't quite see when he was in there trying to figure everything out. And you know, it felt a little bit more like a kind of attack on, in my opinion. Um, so that, that was just my my feel on that. Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I, I mean, I also. Um, one thing that you mentioned that I also probably didn't need in the trailers was Riddler uh, giving himself up. Because uh, I'm like an hour, you know, an hour, an hour and a half into the movie, I'm like, is that is that even in the movie? Because they, they start him off, he's the Riddler, and, and in the trailer they show the guy with the cop, and you're like, you assume that's Riddler in the trailers, and it's, it is not till the third act. So that was kind of that was kind of weird, but it made sense. Um, made sense how they did it, but I, I you know, and it wasn't really that impo- it wasn't that important. Right, it wasn't that important, which is why so, I, that's why I don't mind it. Why they that's why they put it in there because like you're not gonna you're not gonna care about this being in the trailer when you see the movie, even though it's in the third act, you're not gonna care about it. But um, it was something I was sort of waiting for. Yeah, and but, once you like see you that, it, once you see Riddler is like not trying to get away, it's kind of like okay, it doesn't matter. If we saw that. Yeah, that's it'd be different. That, that, if it was different, if like actually trying to bring him in was like you know something he was trying to avoid. It wasn't something right. he was trying to avoid. It, it got like it got too easy for him to evade them. So he made it to where they could they couldn't help but catch him. Yeah, which again part of the story. It made sense. Uh, I guess it's my turn then to see my score. Yeah. So for, th- for this one, I will go. I will go nine. And I, again, this is now a raised grade for me. I think when I walked out of the theater on Friday night, I would have probably gave this eight and a half. Um, I grade this more of a nine because number one again i saw the whole movie i didn't miss the first five minutes so that's a, obviously a big deal um uh but number two again i thought that there were some nuances that you pick up on when you watch it the second time that are great that raises the the, the bar for me also a, a quick note and i don't know if you guys can chime in the, the first theater i watched it in i feel like the sound mixing was not that great so dialogue was a little hard to pick up for me and I thought this was a technical problem that maybe Matt Reeves and them had a problem with. But then I watched it in a second theater. This was a Regal theater. And I was able to pretty much hear everything. So I don't yeah, know. I didn't any, we didn't have any issues with that. So Okay. so yeah. I, And I think I've heard some people online talk about, oh, if you can't hear dialogue, that means it's a bad movie. You know, people who don't like this movie. So I think that you might need to try different theaters, people. Like, I, I don't know what's going on with the mixing. But people who are complaining about not being able to understand dialogue, like my girlfriend watched this first time, she says, I can't hear what they're saying. And I was even having a little bit of trouble, even though I, I kind of was like super glued in. So just be be mindful where you're watching the theater. And if you didn't hear the dialogue, great. Check out a different theater. You may end up being totally fine. But it's something that they should probably take note of uh, for the future. But yeah, I, I just so that also, you know, enhanced the experience for me. Because I realized that wasn't like a, a you know a tactical issue that they were having, but uh, but overall, man, again, just a just a, a, a absolute thrill ride movie. Again, if there was anything that would not keep it from a ten, I, w- I would say what I just said. I think that kind of the uh, that that kind of a uh, uh, last act 
I think was you know a, a little tacked on a little bit. I love the the messaging by the end, you know, with Batman realizing that he needs to be a symbol of hope. Um, I think the imagery and some of the shots in there were just beautiful. I also, I'll be honest, I didn't like the Joker scene. I'll be honest. I, I thought that that was yes, something that was that was not needed, and I almost feel like that would have been. They didn't have a post credit scene. I almost feel like that would have been better off as a post credit scene. I don't. Think it kind of was. In, that's the way yeah. I view it. But. I, I I almost wonder if it was shot as a post credit scene, and they decided, oh, let's put it in the movie because it, it just seemed it it it's like it, I don't want to say it was out of place because we don't ever see like the Riddler kind of you know kind of reckoning with the fact that you know this. Not that the city was saved, but that because the city is still messed up. But the fact that, like, you know, Batman was not working with him and, and somehow this guy that he thought was his inspiration is not. So I, I think that maybe, you know, I could see them maybe saying they did want to have that scene. But I just thought that it wasn't, there wasn't really much Joker like about that scene except for him laughing. And I don't think it really added anything other than fan service. So, A lot of people thought it was Two Face. Yeah, and that tells you just how messed up that scene was I, I i think it was a low point in the movie i'll be honest if i was gonna knock anything i thought that uh, you know and that, that kind of goes back to my thing about i feel like they kind of put it out there because without it people would just be like what 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 was it well i mean i think we see him laughing it's clear it's joker to me but you know it's joker but it's like but you there's no reason to think that's joker until he starts laughing right right and if you think he looks like the joker but that's an objective thing at that point because it's not like super clear so I wasn't crazy about that scene, and I think again the the last act felt a little bit like a tack on. Um, and when you have like when when you know you're saying oh he's got to do this physical act of stopping these snipers, but like again they're just internet nerds. It landed a little flat for me, but overall though again I could also see the PG thirteen. There were some things in the movie that could have been rated R, but they they pulled those, they pulled punches. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, unlike ba- unlike Batman swinging on a uh, on a Gordon, you know, Batman cleans. He he pulled his punch, and Gordon was like, "That was funny." That was funny. He's line. like, "I did." <laughs> Again, their, their dialogue was great. Yeah, that was, that was a funny line. Um, you know, I, I mean, I Very thought the mayor getting line. shot. I was like, that could have been, you know, that was Joker. You know, they were they yeah. weren't gonna they weren't gonna pull, you know pull the pull the pull the punch on that one. Some of Riddler's kills too. They could have shown him really kind of a. Yeah, really hammering away. Yeah, yeah, could have been a bloody mess. Yeah, but they didn't do that. They didn't do that. But um, I, I don't think, and it was I necessary. have no problem with it. Yeah, not watching it back. I don't think it was necessary it just to do it. I still got the message of the movie. I still got the yeah. the point of the movie. And again, like it's Batman. Like kids want to see the movie. Like I'm not gonna be like, no, I need to see the mayor shot in the head in front of <laughs> thousands of people, or no, I gotta see the other mayor. You know. Yeah, you know, yeah, bludgeoned with a hammer or whatever, a carpet tool. I don't, I, you know, I don't need all of that. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. You know, I think that the movie was fine, PG thirteen. I can see why in London or in England they were like, nah, anyone under fifteen can't see this movie, <laughs> right? Um, but, but yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I think people in, in Britain weren't thrilled about you know kids going to see a severed severed thumb used as a thumb drive. Uh, yeah, and then the only character in the movie is taken out. Uh, <laughs> uh, explosive device. Yeah, very. Yeah. Went out sad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and it comes to superhero movies. For me, I've I've gotten to that point. For me, where I feel like you really do have to me separate like the ensemble, like mega crossovers from 
I think the normal movies, in my opinion. So I, I, I don't really care to compare this to like Endgame or Spider-Man No Way Home. I just feel like it's entirely different movies. Like, yeah, there are things this movie does that they execute much better that the other movie's not trying to do, and vice versa. So, <laughs> right. so for me, like, I, 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 those are spectacles more so, and like, I think you should more compare those as opposed to, you know, compare yeah, you know you, Endgame you, you, to you, Avengers One you, or compare. You, you've Avengers been chopping to, it up. You've been chopping it up with uh, Scorsese. <laughs> no, Scorsese <laughs> is, is definitely not talking to that. that guy. Part. <laughs> um, but but I do feel like those are those are those are okay. bigger spectacles that I think should be in a different category almost at this point, especially comparing it to the Batman. So I think to me, I'm comparing this more to like Logan. I'm comparing this more to Joker. I'm comparing this more to you know all the other solo movies, Spider Man, you know, uh, Homecoming or uh, uh, Black Panther. Even a movie that didn't work like the Wolverine, you know, like yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. bad movies too. I mean, all. Of them. <laughs> but, but to me, like those movies, those more singular franchise movies. And you know, and I put X Men in there, even though there's a lot of characters. I don't think that's like a, I won't consider that like a super team up or crossover or right, anything right. like that. Like to me, like I, I think it's among the best of those for sure. I think in terms of that, like you know, maybe you know, may, maybe I put Black Panther ahead of it. Um, man, and then the buck kind of really slows down after that. I mean, may, you know, you want to have a conversation about Captain America Winter Soldier. I think it's a really tough, close conversation. They're different movies, but they're both great in their own right. If I, ha- I, I may lean, if I had to watch one, I may lean still Winter Soldier, but I hold Winter Soldier to a very high standard. And I, I mean, to me, those are like some of the best solo movies. So when you talk about anything else, it's hard for me to really pick anything else. I would say I, I, I would put this ahead of Wonder Woman. Then we come to DC movies. Um,. I think it's the best besides when we get to Batman movies. I think the Dark Knight still sits comfortably at number one. Um, there's just a feeling of leaving the theater after I watch the Dark Knight that I'll never feel again. I feel like, well, I won't say never feel again. Well, only I say that because even though the feelings are different, I felt a lot of feelings after leaving to after leaving um, like Endgame <laughs> or leaving No Way Home. You know, like, it's different, but it's it's it, it was kind of like that same kind of like iconic you'll never forget that feeling feeling so i don't say never but i do feel like that is a very unique experience that i just can't put i really can't even put into words if i'm explaining it to somebody who didn't experience it i don't think i felt that for this movie this was a great movie and and i think it was even better the second time but but the dark knight is just a, a very different experience um that i think still kind of puts it on a different class i think that this movie does things and is more kind of like akin to what you want from Batman from the comic books and Batman from other medium than maybe The Dark Knight is. Uh, there's a lot of different nods, different nuances. The Dark Knight is like very much kind of on its own reservation in terms of a lot of different like takes on the Joker and on a lot of different things. Like, um, whereas this feels more like a love letter to like people who really love the Batman. So. It's different, but I'd probably put that a little ahead. I can't. I, I today. I, I thought going into today, I would say that Batman Returns and the Batman Begins may be comfortably still ahead of it. I can't say that today. That this movie is better than those movies, and the second view I getting really kind of puts it up to another notch. It, it's it's comfortably I think better than those movies, and that sits it to me at number two. So, uh, it's a classic. Where, where does Riddler stack up as a, as a villain? 
real for quick. Batman villain or just villain period? Uh, I mean, you know, I guess Batman villain is more important. But if you're saying he's the best, then I guess. <laughs> Uh, Batman villain. I wouldn't put I think, him. Ahead I think of, I think Riddler was really good. I don't feel like he was like iconic. I wouldn't put him ahead of any of the Nolan villains. I'm putting him ahead of Talia Ghul. Oh, yeah, I'm counting. I'm talking about okay. Bane. You know, yeah, I guess he's ahead of Talia Ghul, but I consider Bane the villain of that movie. I, I don't know if that's a controversial take, but I'm putting him. I'm putting Bane and Rachel Ghul and obviously Joker. I mean, I guess maybe he's that's, ahead of Scarecrow. I mean, that, that, yeah, I'd put, put, put him ahead of Scarecrow. I put him ahead of Bane. I put him ahead I'd of... I'd have to watch Batman Begins to make the question about Ra's Al Ghul. They call I, yeah, Ra's, I agree obviously. with you. Yeah, I'd probably have to, I'd watch, have to watch it again. I'd probably have to watch it again, but... um, I don't I don't feel like this... I, I, don't, I thought Donna was great, but I don't feel like this was like... This was not Joker, Heath Ledger, or Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan. Like, I don't think he's on that level. No, I agree with that. He's, he, he was he very, very good. Job. He did a very good job. There was nothing wrong about yeah, him. Not, like, yeah, not a bad I love the take. He was very good. He's very compelling. I, I he wasn't bad. bad. He wasn't a weakness of the movie at all. I just I don't think the movie's really about Paul Dano's performance. No. You know, it's more about the story than it is about right. some having some, like, super charismatic or super terrifying. He is terrifying, but super terrifying <laughs> villain. Yeah. Um, but... Isn't a Joaquin Phoenix gonna... It's like most serial killer things. It's not necessarily about the serial killer. It's about like the chase. Yeah, right. to find him. Yeah, like and, they like, and, like, and like what's and like what's he? Why is he doing this? Like that. Yeah, because you could say like, oh well, they kind of took some teeth away from him at the end, you know. But like they intentionally—that's the point. Like he's just a guy. Yeah, he's just—he's a, he's a loser. He's a bunch of nerds. Yeah, he's yeah. a loser. They're like like most people who commit like these kind of crazy serial killing kind of acts. They're right. losers. And just like him, Edward Nashton is a loser. It, it, again, it works well; it makes sense. But in some way, in terms of like, oh, what does that put you on the villain rankings? It, it kind of it captured potential. Yeah. But I think that's a good place to leave it, guys. We've gone way longer than I think we we anticipated. But this movie is so so much to talk about. And there's so many things we could talk about more that we did not on this podcast. I'm sure in the subsequent weeks we'll have plenty of other nuggets from this movie. We'll be mentioning throughout. Uh, Doesn't shows. make me more excited for the Cape Crusader. Man, I, I just, I just, <laughs> DC is in a Batman. It's we're we're in Batman Batman mode. Like it's just everything that they got coming from the Batman now is I'm all I'm all invested. So when we get the Cape Crusader animated series, I'm all invested. When we get these HBO Max, because remember that Cape Crusader series, Matt Reeves is involved with. Yes. Um, Bruce Tim is obviously producing. Matt Reeves is also the other executive producer on that. So J.J. Abrams. I don't yeah, know why Abrams is on that as well. So there's there's a lot. So so between that, between the GCP, you know, whatever the Arkham series is, and the, we know a Penguin series is coming. We know a, a Catwoman series has been discussed. So when you see Catwoman kind of leave Gotham, I wonder if maybe, okay, maybe they, we, we follow her journey and where she goes uh, as she goes upstate, as she said in her. Uh, what state? In her thing. We don't. I mean, we don't know where the, where the geography is uh, of this in 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 the D.C. United States of America. But uh, thank you guys again for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this conversation, be sure to check out all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network. That's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media, where we post superhero content and sports content as well. 
sure to check us out on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast, and on Facebook, you can find us as well, searching New Generation Media. Follow us individually on social media. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, Instagram, Action EJ. Shamar can be found on Instagram and Snapchat, MCSham22, and Kendall can be found on Twitter, New Gen Ken. Thank you guys again for checking us out. Shamar and Kendall. I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.